0: Welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that is live here on... It's almost like a morning show for wrestling fans, that's what it is. The only show that's live here for you and your podcasting ears on a Sunday morning. Live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. But of course, the podcast you can listen to at any point between now and the future. That doesn't really rhyme, now that I think of it. Twitter future felt like it rhymed. It felt like it rhymed for a second, and then as I realized it, I was like, oh no, no, no. That doesn't rhyme whatsoever. I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, Scotty, welcome Hello. to the show. Hello. Scotty Edwards is here. Of course, I'm Ryan Knightsey. Scotty, how are you doing? I am doing just dandy. You
1: know. When wrestling's good, mm-hmm. it's the best.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When wrestling is very good, it is You know, it makes you remember why you're a fan. And based off of yesterday, wrestling is very good. So you can only imagine the mood I have, the attitude I have today. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good morning show here uh,
0: on this fine Sunday post-Full Gear morning. And of course, uh, you're talking about full gear. We have, obviously we're gonna kick off talking about full gear. How can you not? What a show that was, right? I mean, that was just bonkers wrestling all the way. Th- well, maybe not all the way through, but most of the way through. Then <laughs> you know, I know you like to kick off with the
1: main event. <clears throat> yes, I think reverse order because of how strong the start was would be best today.
0: You want to start with the the start?
1: Yeah, Um, only because I think the opening, you know, like four or five matches were just so strong that I feel we could get more takes out on them because, you know, it slows down a little in the later half. And then, of
0: course, the main event. So I think that'd be my preference today. Copy that. Copy that indeed, Scotty. Well, of course, we'll be talking about Full Gear. We're also going to be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley, as much as we are able to watch between 10 p.m., 11 p.m. and and this morning, Um, uh-huh. while, while also getting our beauty sleep, our much-needed beauty sleep. Well, maybe not much needed, but required beauty sleep. It was much needed, <laughs> and I did not get nearly
1: enough. I worked for eight hours yesterday. Came home, watched full gear for seventeen hours. I mean it was it was a long show. It was a very long show. Four and a half hours to be exact. And then I was like, okay, I'll put the new Japan show on, put it on, watch four matches there, then finally went to sleep, and here I am. Oh yeah. You were getting the freshest version of me. I got all these fresh thoughts clicking in my head.
0: I love Not it. Many hot takes though, which is a shame. I love it. Well I feel like I got well, maybe not necessarily about uh, I got a couple. Um, uh, I got a couple in the in the the barrel, I guess. Uh, and of course, if we have time, depending how long the full gear conversation will go, because I think that's going to take up most of the show. It was, you know, what a show that was. Uh, we're also going to be talking about previewing, uh, Impact Turning Point, which is happening, uh, an Impact Plus pay per view happening this upcoming Saturday. We'll talk. I know Survivor Series is also next week, also on Sunday, but we can talk about that. And preview that yeah. show when we uh do Ring Post Radio next week. But right now, of course, we are here to talk and discuss uh and to to live our life through the great show that was Full Gear. I love this show, Scott. What a mark. I love thank you. Thank you. Uh I love this show so much. Uh I thought this was an outstanding I mean you you know how much I enjoy the aew product you know how much I've enjoyed that style of wrestling and whatnot because because the style of wrestling in aew is a lot of different styles of wrestling ultimately but it is to me it was just such a fan fantastic show Match of the nights all over the place like i like i I can't even decide what was the match of the night honestly it's just i just thought this show kicked it out of the park kicked it out of the park kicked it out hit a home run yeah mm-hmm. we well, can name all the
1: mm-hmm. little sayings uh this was to me the vision that AEW has been for a very long time this was to me the complete vision put all into one you know in terms of a wrestling pay-per-view uh they you know their new saying is we are the Pro wrestling brand promotion company, and this was—I'd have to like you know think back to the beginning of the year and whatnot, but this is top three show of the year at least, at least just in terms of incredible pro wrestling, awesome moments, uh, you know they it had everything. It had everything and it. They didn't need to have, you know, the surprises like they did it all out to make this incredible. They just needed to deliver in the ring. And really that's what every wrestling show should be. It should be about what's in the ring. What happens? What makes you remember? And that's what the show was. It was, you know, it's just one of the best shows all year. Uh, they they've hit back to back home runs for pay-per-views. Yeah. I actually think this in terms of a full a sh- uh, complete show is better than All Out, but of course All Out will be a show people never forget cuz, you know, re- uh, debuts and returns and whatnot, but mm-hmm. whoo, this was this was so good. There there was 10 matches and there was only like two matches I was checked out for. And that's because, like, well, I wasn't checked out. I watched the complete thing, but they just weren't connecting with me. But honestly, that's an accomplishment, seeing that when we talked about it last week, there was a few more matches. I was like, ah, you know. Mm-hmm. I was won over a few times. Uh, it was just, it was such a great
0: feel Yeah, all night long. Yeah. It was just, it was fun to watch. And, and and like we said, that's ultimately what wrestling should be is fun and enjoyable to watch. Because when yeah, Well, you
1: brought up Impact, so you know.
0: <laughs> well, we'll get to Impact again. Well, let's start off going through this card cuz again, what a card this is. And you like you know me, I like doing the main event first cuz that's the big news item, of course. But you wanted to specifically, you wanted to start our show off talking about the opener. MJF versus Darby Allen, where MJF wins via sort of referee distraction, low blow, headlock yeah. take over. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll, that's it.
1: I don't know if you want, I I wanted to start with this match specifically, but we will talk about the buy-in match after this because it would be wrong to not talk about what the ladies did. Of course. I think they, you know, opened the show very well. And I think, I think having the buy-in, really works to their advantage like i know a lot of people hate when certain matches are on the buy-in but i always think it you know it it gets the crowd going nine times out of ten but back to mjf versus darby allen uh you said this in the chat i tweeted this out same same wavelength here. this was the modernized version of you know despised heel versus underdog, uh, lovable baby faith, baby face. And I loved this match. You know, I didn't expect to like this match just because like I've, you know, MJF is, could be hit or miss once in a while. Darby Allen too. Sometimes, you know, it depends what he's willing to do, what he, but they brought it from Bell to bell. And I just love the way they worked this. Uh, I love the finish. I love the finish, actually. I know some people might not like it, but I thought it was brilliant. Um, MJF is a guy that I've been very hard on on this show, on Twitter. You know, I've been like, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know because like some of his promos are literally just like trying to get the reaction of like, ooh, he said that someone died or like something like that. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a heel promo or if that's just, you know, trying to get a like weird pop in a sense. But but I thought his promo the other day on what was it? Dynamite? Did they have did he have a promo on Dynamite? Or was it two weeks ago? Maybe two weeks ago. Either way. Thought it was a good lead in And what they did in this match was just fantastic. Uh, The story of MJF beating all three pillars should go a long way. Um, He had to cheat to do it. But at the end of the day, who cares? Because they're building MJF for an eventual title reign. And he's having matches that I think people can realize, okay, you know, title reign won't be too bad. He's very underrated in the ring. And that finish where he pulls out the diamond ring, smashes Darby
0: in the face, and then wins via headlock. Magic. I'm I'm looking up right now to see if... Has, has he officially beaten all three quote-unquote pillars?
1: He beat Jungle Boy at... He beat
0: Jungle double Boy double or nothing. or nothing. Yep. He beat Sammy Guevara on dynamite. Oh, you're right. He has officially beaten all... All three pillars. Yeah. Wow. Good on him. And I can't wait to hear that promo where he explains that he's done it (laughs) and he's going to rub it in everybody's faces. Yeah, I guess the only thing would be to completely fulfill the uh, trifecta would be defeating Sammy on a pay-per-view, I guess. Um, No, yeah, this match was outstanding. Uh, Like, when we say, like, I I I think I also... I think my comment was uh, it was an old school match with modern flair. And what I meant by that is that the match was very much, very much like you said, broken down, old school style. You know, we're going to slow it down. We're going to do mat wrestling. We're going to have you know the classic heel heat figure, the classic underdog baby face, go at it. And we're just going to try to do this sort of old school tactics. The modern flair, obviously, is we're going to then, on top of that, add some high spots, trickle in some high spots here and there. We got the uh, coffin drop off the top rope onto the floor. Um, we, ha- I mean, there's also many other coffin drops throughout the match. We got the... Um, well, I believe it was MJF doing a tombstone on the apron. Yeah, on the apron. That was, that was wild. That was insane to watch. Um <laughs> So we got that spot as well. Like we're, we're doing, the point of it is to do the mat wrestling, but then sprinkling in this sort of modernist uh, high spot energy throughout the match, not only, like, I mean, I think it was like Mikey, Mikey, uh, another member of Canada, obviously. He said that like normally like those sort of old school matches bore him because it's, you know, he's obviously, we're all, like we're all used to the modern stuff now. Uh but it got him invested in this match. And I think that is what's great about and that's I think that's I think MJF and Darby Allen showcase how you are able to do an old school style match. And that is by trickling in things that can keep people invested, like doing a high spot coffin drop, doing a tombstone pile driver on the apron, if you like. You know, you know, doing those sort of things of like because at the end of the day you just come back to the great Matt wrestling. To make him, you know, just have an outstanding match. I thought this match was outstanding. I thought it was a, for, on Darby's end, I thought it was a great departure from the revolution match he had with Sammy Guevara. Um, mm-hmm. Same spot of the card, the opener. Same person, Darby Allen. And he had completely different matches. That match was a high spot fest all over the place. High energy, killing each other. Versus this match, which was, I'm going to be the guy that beats you through wrestling. And that is my goal. And, you know, ultimately the heat, of course, is that he beats him by punching him in the balls with the... Or no, he doesn't punch him in the balls, he punches him with the dynamite ring right in the face so ultimately you know i guess one single punch with with a ring uh diamond beat him via ring.
1: Headlock. he beat him via headlock takeover man
0: yeah yeah that's how he won that's how he won that is true And um, i
1: love them going back to that yes time and time again throughout yes. the match that was just such a little thing that i was like you know some people might hate this because they were repeatedly doing it but every time it becomes a closer fall and I just thought that was just fantastic. I also love the selling of the knee by MJF. I thought he was yes. really good throughout the match with that.
0: Yeah, so. he was very great. Very consistent with it too. Yeah, Cuz it's not just when we're selling knees or selling body parts. Yeah, like pe- sometimes. <laughs> people do it all the time. Yeah, and then people forget and they aren't consistent yeah. with it. And I get it. I you know, that's a you know, that's a thing you have to remember all, constantly. Um and there's like things people do while they're wrestling to remember that. Mm-hmm. I've noted. I've noticed that every year. I was like, oh, this knee's hurt. I'm gonna adjust my gear to remember that this is the one knee. Like there was also there was a point where I think Darby messed up and did the wrong knee. He did like a chop block to the back of MJF and he did the he wrong. Did both, knee. Yeah, yeah. I think he did. Yeah, he did ultimately both. But yeah, I thought MJF selling was outstanding. I thought Darby's just baby face energy here was great. Um, you know, Sting coming out and beating up Wardlow and. And Sean Spears was hilarious. I've never seen someone beat up someone with another with a chair, you, while holding like the head of the chair, like the actual back of the chair, yeah. and then beating him that way. That feels like that. I don't know why, but it feels like it hurts more. Um, this match it's just so. This was so good, and what a way to start a pay per view. Yeah, it yeah. was such a high point to start. This
1: this was big for me because I think this was the match that. MJF shook off the filth of the Jericho feud. Yeah, that. Oh yeah, for me because I think that's what soured me so much on MJF, and now he just feels like a completely different guy. Like he feels refreshed. He, him and Darby, just you know, they like we've been saying, they went in there put on a show, on a show that had plenty more matches that were more highly anticipated than it. And I, you know, credit to them. They got the first shot of the night really on the main card and they
0: delivered. Oh yeah. I completely agree with that. I think we even mentioned that in the preview last week um, where I think we said that like, you know, MJF needs to kind of come out and prove that he can do it. Cause you're yeah. right. That Chris Jericho feud, that was a lot of stink. That was a lot of stink. And kind of what you're talking about with the promo ness, that is also a little bit of the Jericho stink um, that has bled into MJF a little bit. Like, he he, he he just needs to do that. He just needs to go out and have Matt old school wrestling. Because what's also great about him is that he, you know, he can do so much more than that. You know that he can, mm. but he's like, oh, it's, it's the same thing with like FTR. It's like, you know, they can do way more than what they're doing. But they're trying to make what they're doing the best, you know, the best you can see. And I thought this match was outstanding. I, I like I cannot praise this match enough. I thought it was just so great. I went four and a half on it. I thought it was just wow. so freaking good. Like I, 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 it was amazing. I could not. Believe I won't. It. I don't think I'll judge any match ratings that anyone has
1: throughout the night. Well, I will for two matches, but <laughs> otherwise, because. I think it was such a insane night of emotion and just great wrestling that like after a while, like just tossing out things like that's where I ended up. Like I was just noticing that I was like, I don't even know anymore, man. Like this is nuts, (laughs) (laughs) but that was, it was such a great match. Like I I don't even think four and a half is wild. I think that's like very well-deserved. I think what they were able to do in the, like, I think them being the opener aided them so much. I think if you put that after I don't know, say you switch that and the super click match. Sure. It's a that's a lot. Like it's a lot differently. I th- I still think it's a great match either way, but they definitely benefited from going
0: first. Uh, I totally agree. I think um I think that also goes into like it's not necessarily my huge downside here, but it's like a downside I have throughout the rest of the night. Um, I think if they just make this match a little bit tighter, hmm. I think this would have been like super great. Like It was just yeah. like, it was just, and, and that was a theme throughout the rest of the night of like, man, be. these matches are long, uh, which is not like a huge complaint, but I think kind of also what you're saying is that if this match was like replaced with like the super click six man match, six man tag, I think this match would have suffered because it would have been fourth on the card Another yeah. twenty-minute match of Matt right. wrestling, you know, and that's not going to be the thing that gets people excited or pops them out of their chairs.
1: You know, here's the thing about the timing. It didn't really affect me until the fifth match on the main card. Like that's I was fair. in it
0: for the first four, and then I was like, okay. Well, I think I, I think it, there's a bigger reason why you weren't into the well, fifth match yes, on the card. But
1: you know, there's wrestlers in that match that you know I I like a lot, so. I had high hopes, but uh, seriously, like, this this was just great. It was just, it was so great. I i never expected to come on here and be giving MJF versus Darby Allen this much praise, but I'm happy I am. You know, they have one match ever before this in PWG, and I believe they did a headlock spot for the win there, too. Uh, i I was told by someone, so that's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, well, let's move on. Let's let's just cut, sort of, kind of go back here to kind of reference the buy-in here. Um, I a little of love, yeah. Give that not Buy-in match a little bit of love. Of course, that match was Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa defeating a team of Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader. Uh, like you said, and I think it's also something that like Tony Khan is specifically doing, which yeah. is he is trying to put on. Good matches in the buy-in. I mean, you always want to put on good matches. I'm not taking away other shows that have buy-ins and or pre-shows or whatever, but you you're trying to put on a really good match that is going to sell tickets. I mean, he, he mentioned that after the I believe it was the Reho Serena D match from Double or Nothing, where you know he's like I want in that match was like great, and everyone was like, why is this not on the main card? Which you know maybe it should have, but he was his comment back was um you know i'm trying to get people to sell i'm trying to sell the pay-per-view that's the whole point of the buy-in is sell the pay-per-view have more pay-per-view buys so it's called the buy-in it's called the (laughs) buy-in after all i think this match succeeded i i hope uh i thought this match uh was good um i thought um you know thunder rosa is just over man
1: (laughs) dude i was sitting there i literally i was sitting there and i say you know thunder rosa since that Britt Baker match has been on darker, Dark Elevation pretty much exclusively and somehow she still gets one of the loudest pops yeah like I don't I'm not gonna give Tony Khan credit on this one sorry I just can't like she could have easily been on TV for a lot of this time I'm gonna give credit to her like credit to her that oh, yeah. she stayed interesting she's made like you know her 27 squash matches still worth something uh i think there's, there's something about you know just her presence her music and she's also very good in the ring yeah. you know it just it's all a good connection and yeah, you know, I, I think anyone that wears face paint it's, instantly gets
0: a little bump up because you can totally feel the energy of thunder rosa like when yeah. when you're watching her wrestle and like you know same thing, like, I'm, I, you know, we'll give Tony Khan, I'll give Tony Khan, like, a little bit of credit, but the same breath, she got over before AEW, I remember right. distinctly, uh, even, like, NWA days, where her versus Allison K of all people, putting on, like, a banger of a match, <laughs> that was just so great, I was like, <laughs> this is amazing, and that's, like, what put, I would argue, put Thunder Rosa more on the map, yeah, was that match and then the follow up of everything? I thought she was outstanding there, uh, and I thought this match was great. I thought Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida looked great. I thought Jamie Hader stepped up. Um, you know, I just Jamie Hayter loves to take
1: absolute death on these cross bodies, like, she just absolutely destroys herself. And I'm like, why? It's such a, it's such a normal move, she.
0: Like, it's one thing I feel like doing it in the ring, but doing on the outside, she's literally like jumping up to take it and then just gets, feels like just gets nailed on the back of the head. It looks amazing. Oh, it looks looks crazy good. (laughs) But like,
1: why would you do that to yourself?
0: (laughs) It looks so good. That makes, that match makes, I mean, obviously, this match, both of these, both of this tag match is going to lead into more TBS matches. So we're going to see She versus Jade. Thunder versus hater. Ooh, Thunder good. versus hater. We're totally going to see that cross body spot again. Cross oh, yeah. body spot, and maybe she'll turn into like a tornado or something. Um... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then we'll also, of course, get Kakaritsheva versus Nilo Rose for uh, so, like the seventh five. time. But of, yeah, of I act, I
1: guess I won't act like it. By the way, she's losing that because she won here.
0: Yeah, the fact that she won here. Serena do, Deeb was there. Does feel I'm like happy they're going to run that back, though, for a third time. What, the Deeb Sheeta? Yeah. Yeah, I think that can easily be a good main event. Maybe not main could. event. It depends, Maybe. It could. It depends yeah. if they put add a skip to it.
1: Either that or they put it on like Winter's Coming, which... I'm thinking, comes back, or whatever special they do next.
0: Yeah, well, Any... Game of Thrones is is the prequels out, so I, you would imagine that they would do a Winter is Coming again.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have the special event on the first week of January, too, I believe I read. Uh, is that the it's Battle of like the a, Belts? Yeah, which I have no idea what that's going to actually be, but they'll have that. And then I think they're going to try to pack that first show on TBS as well. So... Which could be New Year's uh Smash again. So I guess we'll see.
0: Yes, Tony Khan did confirm that there's gonna be a Battle of the Belts, which is essentially Clash of the Champions. Which um,
1: makes no sense in WWE form, so hmm Um
0: and I believe it's gonna be it's gonna be like the first special of twenty twenty
1: two. Yeah, um, I, think I think it's only supposed to be an hour.
0: Uh and it's longer. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see, because I felt like he said, let me look into Fightful, because I remember there was the media scrum afterwards. I felt like he said that he was going to give more information, but I don't see any news about it. So maybe he didn't give any more information regarding uh, that event, but I'll check, look into Fightful, see if they got anything for us. Um, Oh, because he was also going to talk about the Owen Cup, so we'll look into that. But, yeah, I thought this match was outstanding. Uh, let's move into the next match. The next match, AEW World Tag Team title match. The Lucha Bros retain their titles. Penta and Phoenix, of course, with the great manager that is Alex Abrahantes. Um, that's a great, that's a great gimmick you got with that. <laughs> thank you. Um, versus, of course, they were defeated, they defeated uh, FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood. Uh, Of course, and this will easily lead straight into their third match in AAA next weekend um, for the AAA tag team titles. I got a thought. I thought this match
1: was really good, and I didn't think there was going to be a way it wouldn't be really good. But I did not enjoy the finish. I thought the finish was weird, very messy, Rick Knox often is in these matches where they have weird finishes, shocker. But uh, I thought it kind of deflated what was a really great match between these two teams. You know, that spot where Phoenix launched himself off of the package pile driver into the, like, was it a a frog splash that he hit? Yes. like, Yeah, that was insane. And I was like, that should have been the end. Like, that should have just been it. You easily could have had what's-his-name not kick out of a package pile driver and no one would have batted an eye. Or, I mean, the Frog Splash, you know, that wasn't the legal man. But I, I don't know. I just... Up until that, like, final, final, final minute, I thought this was a lot of fun. I mean, the Lucha Brothers, you know, for my money, are the best tag team in wrestling. So, and FCI, I think, went all out, and
0: I thought their styles uh, clashed really well. Overall, very good match. Yeah, no, I thought this match was very good. Um, weird entrance by Lucha Bros. <laughs> I don't know. I loved it. I don't know what they're doing, but they're
1: getting, the, they're getting like, the Triple H treatment nowadays at these special pay-per-views. They're mm-hmm. just getting the big massive entrances. I like that they played the live music. Yes. Like the
0: live version
1: yes. when they have these title matches now. I was like, that's cool. That's a cool little twist.
0: i and I already bring it up here in the second match. You can see my my thing about it. Um, I felt this match was just a little too slow. It was just a little too slow. I felt they were like... It, when I watch Lucha Brothers, I want to see them hit that sixth gear. You know? Mm. And I don't necessarily feel Feel like we got there they did some Cool spots but it wasn't like They sped up and they were like Oh yeah we're gonna do move after move after move And do some insane stuff I never felt That way Um, I thought and I think it was because Of that FTR style of slowing It down brother Uh, So (laughs) you know we gotta gotta Get that heel heat brother Um, So I I, I Thought this match was really good Uh, The mask spot The frog mask spot it d- doesn't work. It, no. it, it, the problem with that spot, too, especially going into the finish, is that it didn't work the first time. On, it didn't work on the audience the first time because the audience is like, oh, look at that build. Look at that hair. That's FTR. You know? And then they do the spot again here, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's... Cash is... or what? Dax is the legal man, and Cash comes out wearing a mask that's obvious based on his hair and his tattoos. Yeah. And it's, I was like, what? And then he comes out and cheats. and like, what are you doing, man? Um, It was a bad, it was a bad decision. I understand, like,
1: they're trying, they'll probably have another match, honestly, on AEW television too. Like, I know we're saying they saved it for AAA, but like, out of all the AEW fans that watch the product, they probably aren't watching AAA, no offense. mm -hmm. So like, it was, it was ugly. It was just an ugly finish to a very good match. I, I won't. I won't take away from the match. You know, I I agree with you that it was a lot slower than a Lucha Bros match. I think we were very spoiled, to be fair, by the Lucha Bros and
0: Young Bucks last time out. So, you
1: know, anything will be slower than that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I don't. I do I'm just bringing up what I had like negatives it's, with. But and yeah. you know, they're at the end of the day, they're not you know huge negatives. Except just that, Mas- LPR, except, it's except it's that it's mask. Except except that mask spot. The mask spot. Oh, that was an absolute negative. That was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that spot. I because it, cause it cause that was there, like the
1: one spot out of the first four matches. That I was like, all right, this sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you're like, it's like, man, why? <laughs> it, it, didn't, why? it didn't work. Why are you doing a spot? Didn't really work before. I don't know. But uh, you know, I thought this match was good. was good. I thought this match was really good. I thought like, I, hmm. I don't think there was a single match on this card for me personally. That was like awful. Um there's definitely awful no. No, awful there was no. A bad...
1: There was one that I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> can't uh, wait to talk about it.
0: Uh yeah, no, I can't 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 wait to get to it. Well let's move the card along here. I'm Is that looking at trap up... of the Valkyries? What's that? Oh, sorry. I was like, is that the Trap of the Valkyries? The trap one? of the Valkyries. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm looking up on Fightful to see if they have any news with the media scrum. Uh, he didn't seem to talk. About, Tony Khan didn't seem to talk about the Battle of the Belts. He did say that the format that. of the Owen Cup might not be what people expect, but he's excited to tell us more on TV. Um, So I guess we'll this see. I uh, didn't say. Damn it, Tony. Or at least Sean Ross didn't tweet out that. But Damn it, definitely Sean had, Ross Sapp. definitely, had many of characters to all right. I'm done talking about Sean Ross. Sap, let's get to it. Yes, yeah, so let's get to it. The Trap of the Valkyries is playing in the background. It is, of course, the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals with Brian Danielson going over Miro here by referee's decision. Okay, so I thought about it
1: and I was like, you know, if this was John Moxley versus Brian Danielson, it would have been very physical. Yeah. And then I thought about it, and I was like, but it was Miro and Brian Danielson, and it was very physical. So, at the end of the day, we all win. Uh, Brian Danielson, let me tell you, this man is just on the run of his life right now. He can't miss. Like if if anyone like struggles through NXT 2.0 to see like the one good part of like Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes thing is like when Melo shoot, he don't miss. Well, when Danielson shoots, he definitely doesn't miss like every outing is more impressive. It might not be better every time, but just what he's able to do in the ring with such different opponents of whether it be size um style just it's incredible and I thought he brought the absolute best out of Miro here Uh, this honestly just off the top of my head probably the best match I've ever seen Miro have uh you know when it comes to just full out uh professional wrestling because you know they have he has the crazy match with Guevara he has the wild match with Fuego which I know a lot of people loved but this to me was the best miro match i've ever seen i mean just the and and they keep working in the neck thing like yeah. they're working that in like it's such a small thing to keep using but it's so good and i thought the finish to the match was awesome because like that that ddt off and then just like he was instantly out it was like yeah Done. He, he and he's just, like
0: he's like a rock 'em sock 'em robot where you just hit on yeah. that one spot and his <laughs> just pops off.
1: Yeah, and d uh, Danielson. I mean, him versus. You know, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna spoil it for those. Of you, we haven't got to the match yet. But Danielson versus (laughs) A.W. World Champion. (laughs) Can't spoil it. Can't spoil it. We haven't got there yet. Can't spoil it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someone's like listening to This review is happening in real time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to be nice. Uh, But that's going to be amazing. Uh, I I loved this match. The, The part where they just started kicking each other in the middle of the ring. Oh, my God. Like, what man's just like, yeah, kick me. Kick me right here. And I'm just going to wear it. I'm just, I'm just going to wear it. Just kick me right here. I I yeah. love this match. I just love this match.
0: I thought this was really good. I don't think it was like the best Danielson match. And I think you sort of alluded to that. <laughs> I mean, we got the Suzuki match in there and the Kingston match in there. But this the was. Kingston match and Suzuki match bolt or higher for me. Yeah. Um. But I thought this was really good. I thought this was a really good match. I thought Miro did a great job. I like that Miro is. Sort of building injuries like a laundry list of injuries slowly. Yeah. Like, he's got the neck now, he's got the leg, and it's just like, and in the commentary was like, Yeah, his legs wrapped up. someone people tried to ask him, and he wouldn't tell anybody what was the deal with it. Um, I just like the idea that like he starts having these more and more beatable ways like his neck mm-hmm. and then his leg and all this other stuff. He's just so he The best thing about Miro is that he knows what he's doing at this point. He's and, also it, not gonna see his wife. He's not gonna see his wife. He's not allowed. <laughs> that's how we never that's how we never get Lana in this promotion. Is he just God can't blessed. win again. God <laughs> <laughs> He Could never win again. That's Miro. If you want Lana, you gotta help. he loses. No wait, you gotta hope he wins. Um You know, I thought this match was really good. Uh I really liked the hard hitting. It was very you know very hard hitting. Um, I do think that you know, I, you know, yeah. If Moxley was there, I think this match would have been even better. I think that goes without saying, probably. Yeah. Um, but for a replacement sort of last second match, I thought this was very good. Um, I think. I mean, I think Danielson has practically shaved off any WWE stink. Um I mean he he
1: wrestled Kenny Omega for 30 minutes in his first match out of WWE. That's like, probably that when was, he that's
0: probably when he shaved
1: it. <laughs> he was not allowed to bring any stink with him. Yeah. Like he was just like, yeah, I'm going to do it right off the bat. Let's just rip off the bandage. Uh This final like it's not even a second half run of the year. It's like final four month run that he's having. Mhm. Is it's gonna be on pace of one of the best like mini periods we'll ever see because he's just doing it with everybody like yeah I liked his match with Rocky Romero a lot it wasn't you know amazing or anything but it was really good technical work mm-hmm. I I mean. I like this match with Anthony Bowens. And no, this isn't a shot of Anthony Bowens. Like, it's not. But I've never seen Anthony Bowens really wrestle singles too much. And, you know, he brought the best out of Anthony Bowens. Like, the list goes on and on. And we just have so many other matchups that are going to be even better than this one, mm-hmm. than the Suzuki one, than the Kingston one. There's just opponents out there, whether it be in AEW or – You know, might have been in San Jose yesterday. There are just so many. The list is, it's like, it just keeps getting longer of people I want to see Brian Danielson work with.
0: Yeah, I believe in the media scrum, Brian Danielson said that he was mad at Tony Khan, who was standing right next to him, because uh, he booked Ishii in a tag match and not against him. (laughs) (laughs) You know they're going to get that before Ishii goes back. What if what if we do Okada instead? What about I? I no, no, no,
1: I think they'll save Okada for a big show. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think I think at, at a point Danielson's like, all right, we'll save that. Like Ishii's in the Suzuki range of like, all right, we can just you know we can just put this on something, just have this incredible match. Okada's a different. Like you need He's a different that, breed. He's a different you breed. Need the build you don't need the build but like you, you need the build like you need something around but don't get me wrong like that would be like oh my god but if you want to see the best version of okada again danielson's the man i'm just saying and i think we're seeing a great version of okada right now but oh.
0: next up was a six-man tag team falls count anywhere match where the team of christian cage jungle boy and luchasaurus wearing the m improper attire might i add excuse me jeans are exclusive to street fights everyone knows this not falls Count anywhere matches big difference big difference very upset about it but they were able to defeat the team of the super click of course adam cole matt and nick jackson
1: Big shock that Ryan was able to find something he didn't like about Jungle Boy. <laughs> How
0: dare he walk out in jeans? Who does he the think he is? The gimmick
1: remains
0: strong. Who does he think he is? He's uh, not allowed to wear jeans in a Falls Count Anywhere match?
1: I sat there. <laughs> I sat there thinking when this match was, you know, just beginning. I was like, you know, we just went through those three matches. Yeah. And now we're going to have this. Yeah. Like, this is the type of match where you're like, okay, I need the energy for this because they're going to do some crazy shit from start to finish. And I don't know where we're going to end up. And guess what they did from start to finish? Crazy shit. It was as absurd as you needed it to be, if that makes sense. Like, yes. It needed to be different from everything. I didn't need a in-ring classic, I liked the Falls Count Anywhere brawl for all, you know that's a different match actually uh, <laughs> like they just beat each other up, Adam Cole my god, this guy, took it took one pay-per-view for him to have blood again uh, <laughs> just get it ass beat, and I thought he had a great performance, uh, I thought Christian Cage looked really good in this because he is like the one wrestler out of these uh, six that I was like, you know, he's a lot more traditional. Yeah. Like, I mean, well. this is coming from, this is, well, he, now he is. He, knew he Of course, he was in TLC like you wouldn't believe. And, you know, he actually is better than this type of match than most people, but it's been a long time, you know, since like 2005, he hasn't done this. So I thought he had a great showing uh, Luchasaurus Jungle Boy, you know this was this. At the end of the day, as much as Ryan might hate it, this feud, this match, it was all about Jungle Man. I mean Jungle (laughs) Jack. I mean Jungle Boy. I just pulled my Jr. in in seven different things at once. Uh, By the way, hope Jr. gets better. I know he's dealing with uh, health issues. We wish him nothing but the best. Of course. But this, at the end of the day, this was all about Jungle. He had to grow. It's all about him growing. It's all about him getting a big win because, you know, Tony Khan here's Ryan Knightsey from the back complaining about oh jungle boy can't win anything jungle boy stinks
0: oh yeah i never what? said he stinks i never said he stinks don't don't put words in my well, mouth
1: you, taught, you attacked anna J too
0: so like it's just she stinks a whole, <laughs> it's, a whole, it's, a whole,
1: it's a whole collective effort against jungle boy oh, uh, well, anyway uh they they just did some crazy stuff i mean you have the young bucks in there so like I'm not gonna expect anything else. Like they they know how to do these types of matches. Yeah. When when Luchasaurus did the Shooting Star Press, yeah, I lost it. Like when Jungle Boy had that reaction, I was like, you know, that's the perfect reaction because like, yeah, I just watched him do it. it incredible, incredible, and I actually loved the concerto spot, even though Jungle Boy acted like he murdered someone. I was like, all right, probably. I have that
0: in my notes that Jungle Boy murdered a guy,
1: <laughs> and like, yeah, like. <laughs> I I liked the idea that like Christian was gonna do, and he's like, "No, I can do
0: it. I'll do it, Father." I, I've
1: gro- <laughs> I finally have grown up a little more. Yeah, uh, I I did like the spot though, and even though it was absolutely ridiculous, uh, and this was a big win for Jungle Boy, a win that I didn't think they were gonna give him.
0: No, I mean, I hoped that he was going to have this win. Uh, I was really hoping that he would have this win because I think, like I've said it before, I've said it keep, I'll keep saying it. He needs to have a lot more signature wins. If uh, he's a pillar,
1: he like the other three have signature wins.
0: And even that, I mean, I me, mean, you know, maybe, maybe me being the gatekeepy uh, asterix boy over here, you know, maybe we'll make. Let's get a signature singles win also as yeah. well. Um, uh, but this was exactly what was needed for him. Obviously, it feels like we're leading into the jungle man territory after growing a beard, wearing ripped I jeans. I prefer jungle jack or jungle teen. Let's do jungle teen. <laughs> Uh he's growing a scrappy beard. He's, you know, going thing, you know, I Jungle I, puberty. The, <laughs> uh, it's a jungle down there. Um ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like the idea of it doing jungle jack and then eventually he will be Jack Perry.
1: Ooh, I like that too.
0: You know, like I just let's just do Jungle Boy, Jungle Jack, Jack Perry, and Jack. Jungle Perry's, Jack has
1: a good ring to it.
0: Jungle Jack's good. I like Jungle Jack. I mean, Jr. does too. Oh, we don't. Jungle Jack. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start calling. I'll start calling him Jungle Jack because he's now a teen. This is teen boy. This is teen man. Uh, you yeah, know, I I thought this was good. I thought he overplayed a little bit the murdered a guy bit, but. <laughs> uh nonetheless, it was pretty good um i don 't think I was high as high on it as other people were um I, for some reason i was like i 'm a real, I was being a real stinker at this point where i 'm just like not enough not enough falls count anywhere, please be more do less in the ring
1: uh they did, they did a Panama sunrise from the state
0: i, I like i like <laughs> I tweeted out. Uh, that I was like, this match doesn't have enough falls count anywhere-ness, and as soon as I tweeted out, that's when Matt Jackson left the ring and started going up the ramp. And I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Let me delete that. <laughs> it's literally I mean, changing.
1: Nick, Nick and Christian Cage went to like... I don't even know how they got back there. They must have been walking around forever. They but must have. That's very funny. Not enough fall count anywhere I mean, it was... This was the type of match that you put on, like, either at the very beginning of the show or, you know, not following those three matches. <laughs> it was just a lot yeah, in a row. Like, this is when you needed to, no offense, you know, do an inner circle versus American top team or a, you know, and I'm not going to bring up the other one.
0: Well, I'll bring up the other one. Cody Rhodes and Pac. With Arn Anderson, taken on the team of Andrade El Idolo and Malachi Black uh, in a tag team match. Of course, obviously, this match went for more storiness than anything else, I feel. Obviously, the match built around the idea of, let's just do blind tags over and over again. Let's just do blind tags. That's it. Um, And that way, it, it didn't make sense that they were doing a bunch of blind tags, really, for Andrade and... And Malachi, that was weird. Yeah. But they kind of got on the same page, but also weren't.
1: I was like, I thought you guys were always on the same
0: page. Yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> I am going to ask you this question: yes. what What happened to Cody? What What was the move? Because <laughs> I, um, this match was uh kind of, was boring. I'll say it. It was boring. This match was boring. It didn't click with the audience, and there's a reason why it's not clicking with the audience. Cody, um. The only time it was ever good was when Pac was in there. Which... Pac, Pac and Andrade. I'm gonna say yeah, specifically, yeah. Pac and Andrade.
1: But Black and Black and Pack didn't really do anything together. Like they yeah. kept them separate, which was probably a goal. It's uh, probably yeah, a reason Pac I Andrade guess. Did good shit.
0: Yeah, I don't. I was on my phone because I was, this match was a little bit boring, and also coming off the high of all four of those earlier matches back to back to back, yeah. back to back. This was the match that killed the audience, in my opinion and me um so i'm looking at my phone i look up i look away look back at the screen and cody rhodes is now like like he's like groggy he's like where where am am i and pack is like bud what are you doing get over here (laughs) and like cody's like looking at him like what do you want from me Uh man like what what happened in this match i'm legit (laughs) legitimately asking you what the hell happened can't remember (laughs) like here's the problem
1: about this match it was so much of like the same like oh you tagged in oh you tagged in oh you tagged in like that's mostly what i remember and then i think he either like hit the
0: barricade
1: or a post
0: was it was it the suicide dive that knocked knocked them loopy that like, yeah, see, I,
1: I, I, don't, I don't think it would be. <laughs> it was a suicide dive. It wasn't a... I don't,
0: whatever the pock move was that he was going to do to Black, and then Black pushed oh, Cody yeah, into it. Oh, yeah, that,
1: I think. Yeah, when okay. he hit the splash on him, I think. No, no, it wasn't that, because Cody came right back into the ring after that.
0: I like this idea that Cody... Saved the pin. Cody, every once in a while, is the most fragile human being ever. Like remember the like uh Man of the Revolution whatever it was that ladder match that happened yeah, at Revolution, and, just like... and you just see him in the tunnel, just like oh, I can't do it anymore. It's like what are you doing? What is this? This is this is my fr- okay. Here we go. This is my frustration about Cody Rhodes is that I don't know what he's trying to do anymore. Remember two years ago, people were saying that this is the ace of the company. And now here we are, we got like weird-ass selling where he's just moping about being like, I'm in pain, but I don't want to leave the match. And fucking get your bootstraps up. Get back in there. Are you your father's son or what? Like, what are we doing? And nowadays, look, I get it. He wants, he has said it countless times before. He wants Wants to to be, be John Cena. Not just John Cena, but like what, and what he's kind of describing about John Cena there is that he wants to be the gray area wrestler where he wants it like, oh, the audience will either boo me or cheer me. But at this point, man, of like four (laughs) or five weeks in a row, no one's cheering you. I'm not going to count the freaking run-in where you did with the Lucha Bros who are super over. I'm not going to count that when you are also incredibly slow to get to the ring. Like, I'm not going to count that part. Week after week after week, you've been booed. Booed constantly and consistently. If you are not turning or if you are not doing this bit where you're going to play into the boos and just sort of ignore them, like Daniel Bryan, like fucking Brian Danielson ignores the yes chance, we gotta do something. We gotta do something, Cody. And you are not doing anything now. That's the problem. That's my problem with Cody, is that it doesn't feel like he is doing anything. All he's doing is is not addressing it. Do something. We gotta do something. And you look like an idiot and a fool in this pack ma- pack match with him. What are we doing, yeah. man? What are we doing? If this leads, I assume this will lead to a pack Cody Rhodes match. But uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. maybe
1: I don't...
0: Cody seems very
1: uninterested in wrestling as a whole like that's what i keep getting from all this like i understand like he has a lot going on and yada 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 whatever but i don't know i just i get the feeling that he just this isn't what he wants to do anymore i think he's got a taste of everything else and it's starting to like you know kind of go away for him which is a shame because if you go back two years ago at double or no, uh, not double or nothing at uh, full gear when he challenged Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship, he was the most over babyface in the company.
0: Promo of the year as,
1: yeah. as well. Like he was, he was on fire. And now look at him. He- now he's groggy on the outside uninteresting, getting booed out of the building, and people are cheering when Malachi Black gets a black mask on him in the middle of the ring. It, It's just... And he's still winning. Like, let's not discount that part. They won the he match. Beat, they won the he match. He beat Malachi, right? Yep. And then they won this match. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was because Pack, you know, hit the black arrow on Andrade and whatever, but Cody won again. Like, it's not like they're going to stop having him win, Mm -hmm. but he seems very uninterested. And I understand he doesn't want to be the heel. I understand he wants to be the gray area, a.k.a. he just doesn't want to turn heel. But my God, man, like, read the you're not John Cena. Listen, you're not John Cena. You don't have this power that, you know what, at the end of the day, you're still going to get cheered by people. We can't
0: say you're John Cena either, man. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, he's not. And when they compared him to John Cena, I was like, he's nowhere close to John Cena. Like, come on. He's not even remotely close. John Cena would never give up a chance to win a title. I'm just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Even like with the TNT title, Cody was over. Like, that was, he was doing great things with that. That was last year. Yeah. Like, think about like, how much has changed? And they want to say, oh, it's because Cody went Hollywood. Oh, it's because... No, it's not. It's just... people well, are sick of...
0: He's the back closure. from Hollywood and apparently has the change from the Arn Anderson BS. Yeah,
1: like, I promise you no one's booing him because he's on the big go-home fucking whatever the show it's called. I, don't, I promise you that's why people are, like...
0: I worked uh, on that show, by the way. Have you met Cody? No, I quit the show right before those... <laughs> It was awful. that shows. He,
1: he said, "Fuck Cody." I'm already booing him.
0: I'm out of here. <laughs> I well, I, I knew Cody was coming in. I knew what, who the, who people were coming in, and I wanted to stay stick around for that. But that showed this producers in that show were awful. Anyways, um, no, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, Cody. It's like the improv thing of yes and. Cody feels like he's no budding. Uh, he's like, no, 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 I'm not gonna do that. But I'm gonna keep doing my thing. At best, you could argue that like this is part of the heel heat. Like he's, this is part of the heat is that he's refusing to turn. But that that's not a yes and. That's like a yes so dot dot dot. Other than that, that's, that I, it's, I don't understand what Cody's trying to do. I don't understand what what who he thinks he is. It feels like he's up his own ass about it. You know, and you know what, you know, what and maybe that's the heat, and maybe that's the heat, brother. You know, maybe that's what it is. I don't, I if that is what it is, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, man. You know what needs to happen?
1: Hear me out here. Hear me out here. He needs to get hit in the face and have to wear a mask again, and he's going to be undashing Cody Rhodes. Because let me tell you, at least he was getting booed for a reason back then. That's true. Now he just stinks. Wait, we spent a lot of time on this match. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I would. I do also just want to say, that Andrade Pack were very good. That uh, yeah. that DDT to the apron was outstanding. Oh my
1: God, what a spot, huh? Andrade is really finding his old self again, which is really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love Pac's to see it. Pac. Jose, the assistant versus Arn was interesting. Jose is totally a former wrestler, right?
1: Hear me out. Hear me out. Here's here's a dream match. Oh yeah, he uh, totally right? was. He is right. totally a former right. wrestler. <laughs> We do Tully and Arn Anderson versus Jose the assistant and Alex Abrahantes. What are you talking about? It's Vicky Guerrero, man. You and, Vicky. and Vicky. Vicky can be the special guest referee. I only put Arn and Tully together because duh and course. Alex Abrahantes, you know, most over person in the Ryan Knightsey book of people. And I there's Jose the assistant.
0: <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, speaking of Jose, Malachi Black was also in this match. Um, he was. He had a really cool entrance. Oh. He had a cool entrance. Really cool. AEW Women's World Title Match. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, oh, defeating Ty Conte, uh in 15 minutes and 16 seconds. I thought this match was good. I think this oh, match was good. Uh, well, why'd you hate it? I think... Because I think the, I think the consensus is that it was uh, was a cage match here as a, as a six point one nine buika buika, uh, so that's what like a three something. So I'm I'm a three as well. So I'm in the consensus, I guess. But why'd you hit it? I
1: thought they wrestled in such a slow. It was so like Britt Baker wrestled so slow. And someone said to me, like, is there anyone that wrestles slower than Britt Baker? I was like, I don't know. She's beating Greg Kali right now. Like, it was just, it was, and, and, like, they just started hitting these random fucking spots in the match that made no sense to me. I was like, when, what are we doing? Like, this feels like we're just splattering in big spots for the hell of Like, I, I, I understand. I might be a little more of a stickler for women's wrestling. I'm sorry. And that's. Whatever,
0: I don't care. That's who you want. But, That's who you are, man. But,
1: oh, uh, and I thought Ty looked good in some ways. But I think it was the ridiculousness of kickouts that really ended up getting me in the end. Like, she hit the Ty KO, or whatever the hell it's called, kickout, and then she hit the, what's her DDT called?
0: The tidy The Ty DT or something?
1: Yeah, I don't she hit the, both of those.
0: The DD like, oh, we'll tie. The DD the tie. It,
1: it was like I was watching Okada wrestle or something and just kick out of everything because Britt Baker kicked out of everything. Like, I don't know why we needed Ty Country to hit her entire plethora of moves. She hit a moonsault that she's never done, by the way. which Full I thought that Charlotte great. flip, by the way. I thought that full looked Charlotte good. It, it looked great. She yeah. did awesome. Yeah. But, like, Britt Baker walked away and, like, they were just like, yeah, and like Ty Kanchi was getting amped. Was oh, like, I think it's because I think it's there. because she,
0: I think it's because she hit the moon cell on Re- Rebel and Jamie Hader, not. Brit. But Britt was in the,
1: but she was in there, and then and then Britt just walked away. Yeah, but my whole thing was like Ty Kanchi got amped, and I was like, she's she's over there, she she she's over like the person you need to hit. She's over there. Uh I just they did a lot in this the air raid crash or whatever on the apron. Whew, that was
0: terrifying. thought was Ty Conti was a goner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I love that. I love that springboard crossbody as well from Ty Conti. I thought yeah, basically I mean, my my big thing was I thought Ty looked good. I thought Ty yeah, looked very Ty good. Ty had
1: stage. a great showing. I'll give her that. This was a good
0: showcasing
1: for her. Britt Baker did not. It was very clunky. Also, can we just can we just discuss how dumb it is that Britt Baker doesn't wear the gloves to the ring?
0: <laughs> Dude, man, like Rebel, just, Rebel's got to be there, some man. He's got no, to. No, do. she doesn't. She
1: really doesn't. When she screamed in the camera yesterday, I wanted to shut the TV off and go to bed. Like I was like, oh my god, what am I? I just, I think they were trying to do something with you know all these massive spots that it just became way too clunky for me. It wasn't like a match that is awful. In a mm-hmm. sense, but it wasn't it wasn't good like it was i did not i mean a lot of people probably enjoyed it, and that's fine you know we all see wrestling differently. I just thought there was it was just way too clunky, just way too clunky, and I guess you know i I watch enough other wrestling you know women's wives that like I'm not used to the clunkiness anymore mm-hmm. and I guess that's a shot at my myself more than anything. But, you know, I will give credit. Ty Conch. she looked great. Like yeah. she had a great showing. I love the paint. I loved everything. Yeah. I just wish Britt didn't have to kick out of everything but the kitchen sink.
0: Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I think the match what made the match good was Ty Conti going out there improving herself and showcasing what she can do and not just as that, but showcasing what AEW's training is mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. She was in the Performance Center for I don't know, however, Ever. how it felt like forever. But she was she was in WWE from 2017 to
1: 2020. <laughs> really? <laughs> Holy shit! That's yeah, a lot.
0: she was she was one of the people cut during the pandemic. During the beginning of the pandemic, she was one of the first people cut. She was in there. She was the last match in WWE was against Shashi Blackheart. That's how later in the promotion she was. Her first match. What was her first match ever? Uh, f- I don't know who this is. Sarah Bridges. Sarah Logan. Her first match ever was against Sarah Logan. Um, she, was yeah, four, she was in the company for four years. And she... And we all saw what she kind of looked like when she started in AEW. And then from 2020 to now... Look at what she's doing now. She's doing springboard cross bodies. She's doing moon Charlotte Flair Moonsaults. You know, she's stepped up in a year. This is the point. Mm. This is I and I think that's really my gonna be my take of the match. Is that yeah, the match was, in my opinion, good. I can see why it was why you don't like it. But what it really shows and exemplifies is how quickly these people are getting better and the potential for these people, obviously it differs from person to person, but how quickly these people can get better. Uh And I think Ty Conti proved that tonight. She's still got I ways was... to go, but imagine if she got this far in a gear, imagine she, what she's like in four more years at a total of five. You know, imagine what she's like after she spends the same amount of time as she did in WWE, but with AEW. Imagine where she will be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I always liked Ty Conchie, like, even when she was in WWE. I, was, I always thought she had something there. I think her background, you know, it, it aids her a lot. And, you know, she put a lot of the pro wrestling into her match tonight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I will give her the credit more than anyone. I think she had a better showing than I expected. She was the clear plus of the match. Mm-hmm. That being said, I definitely still have problems with the match, but not enough to have to continue harping on it.
0: CM Punk went on to defeat Eddie Kingston in a one-on-one match. Here, excuse me. This match was also great. This match was oh, great. This God. is on. The, I also gave this four and a half stars. I gave this four and a half as well. It was up there with the MJF Derby match for me.
1: This was my one of the night.
0: Yeah, this was an outstanding match between the two. Um Ugh. just the the spots, the callbacks, the references, the the who was it? I think it was Brian Danielson that said in the Media Scrum. Brian Danielson had more comments about Eddie Kingston in the Media Scrum, which I found was interesting. They're continuing something. Give me more. Uh, I was like, I'm fine with that. I feel like they're holding it over until John Moxley comes back, which I believe yeah, in the media scrum. Renee also gave an update that's saying Moxley's getting better day every day as it as it passes. Um, so that's good yeah. to hear. Um, but uh, I, he made a comment that was like, you know, after our match, Eddie Kingston went out to the bar drinking. I went back to the hotel room and did some stretching to get my body better. You know, I'm eating healthy. I'm doing these things to make sure I'm healthy. I'm you know, I'm older older than him, but I'm trying to do these things to make sure I'm better. Like he and he's like, Eddie Kingston's shoulders still hurt from when we wrestled two weeks ago, and I've had a match, you know, I've wrestled every single week I've been on television. You know, like I I am out there to wrestle and I'm doing that. And he's like still in pain. He's not taking care of himself. Um and but what he went on to say was because of all that, the fact that eddie kingston was able to hit his limit and then keep going is a uh showcase of eddie kingston's heart i think this match uh showcased that uh, ever so uh cm punk was outstanding i think this was cm punk's best match in the promotion best match obviously I was going to say a long while, but he's been gone for seven years. Uh, (laughs) Definitely
1: his best match in seven years.
0: (laughs) What did you think of the match?
1: I thought everything about it screamed, these guys just get it. Like you have two guys who grew up on, they didn't grow up. Well, if you read Eddie Kingston's article, he didn't grow up on, you know, Hogan and Austin. And no, he grew up on, you know, uh, Kabashi and uh, Nasawa? Nasawa. Yeah. Yeah. Like he grew up on the all Japan legends. Mm-hmm. So like that's instantly a style worked into what he wants to do. And Punk is a guy that, you know, he grew up on some WWE, but he grew up on Funk, Harley Race flair you know like Mm -hmm. they're both old school in different ways
0: yeah they're both they're both non wwe centric old school
1: and oh man they they just brought the fight like they did they this was exactly how this match needed to be uh the kingston back fist to kick off the match was
0: awesome
1: oh just dropped Uh, him
0: trapped him
1: he dropped him, in and Kingston just goes,
0: <laughs> like he was so happy. And it was it was like the moment for him, like the character of like yeah. this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah.
1: And I was sitting there, and I was thinking, you know, the day that if if Tony Khan ever wants to pull the trigger and make Eddie Kingston world champion, even for a week, you that know? is going to be, Whew. Because these fans booed CM Punk in yeah. favor of Eddie Kingston. That's how great Eddie Kingston is. I think I have to give credit to Punk too. He gets the situation and he works it that way. Like he was, he didn't care. He took on the heel role, which you know probably going in that wasn't the main basis. There was no babyface or heel necessarily in the match, but they made it that way. And
0: I I'm glad you completely brought brought that up because the the face heel dynamics of this match, both guys, I, I brought this up, I tweeted it out, both guys came out of the face tunnel. Completely goes to show what how they view themselves in this. Both guys think they're in the right, and you can and it also plays into the to who you want to cheer or boo. Both guys are gonna be over. They both want to you know both want to come out in the face tunnel, and then during the match. I don't even know if I want to completely say that hunk that punk hunk that CM hunk was playing the heel role no. but at the very least at the very end there he acknowledged the booze. Yeah. He acknowledged that wait, you guys are booing me now? Like 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 during the match I feel like he was in a fa- uh, in a haze sort of. And then like he's doing those knees and then he, like, stops and, like, listens for the first time. And he's like, wait, what the... F-? And he's, like, basically to himself, like, what the hell? You got... I thought we were pals. I thought we were friends. Like, said you were yeah. friend with me last Friday. And now you're booing me? And then he's like, screw this. I'm going to put him away. And then he went off and ran. And then like, he got see, cheered that's also. When,
1: that's when he... I felt, you know, somewhat worked as the heel. Like, mm-hmm. when he was throwing those knees. Because he... He was like, okay. I'll play to you guys. I will... Yeah. I'll let, I'll give more reaction. Yeah. Uh, and man, Kingston has two incredible matches in his pocket now with Danielson and, and Punk. And I think, you know, on my sheet now, people probably like Suzuki Danielson probably a little bit more. But on my sheet, I have Kingston Danielson higher than that. So that means Eddie Kingston, for me, has given CM Punk and Brian Danielson their best matches. Eddie Kingston's a guy that, I mean, you you read the article. He's a guy that, you know, three years ago, didn't know if he was going to be one living in his home, let alone wrestling Mm -hmm. and on the biggest pro-wrestling promotion in the world right now. And now he's not only doing that, but he's putting on a show with CM Punk. <laughs> like, oh, they had two weeks to build this match. And to for me, going into it, it was the second most highly anticipated match behind the main event. Yeah, That's an accomplishment. That's an accomplishment that you were able to put that together in such a short amount of time. I just, oh, it was tremendous. The blood. Like this was a match that blood actually made sense to me. Yeah, because the, like Kingston loved it. He, he laughed when he's like, "Yes," and then he wipes it all his face. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is just psychotic in every way. And like they didn't hit big moves. They didn't need to, you know. We talked about Darby and MJF earlier of you know hitting these big Tombstone. No, this this match was old school fight. It wasn't. It was like the uh, It wasn't Matt the, Wrestling. It wasn't Matt Wrestling whatsoever. That, uh Kingston talked about when they fought like in the concession stands or whatnot. Like this was just an absolute brawl mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And I thought the touch of the first GTS um, and then, you know, not ultimately ending the match, and then the second one, I just love that. I think it's a great thing. Because you still sell the GTS as, you know, one, you're done. Yeah. Which I think is very important. Uh, but oh
0: man, we were spoiled, huh? <laughs> we were spoiled, man. This match was great. Yeah, let's ruin it now. I, I, well, I just want to say real quickly that like I, I, I would love Eddie Kingston to win the world title, but I think he is going to be the guy that never is able to win it. I think it just works for his character. It
1: does.
0: Um, on top of that though, either. on top of that though, on top of that though. AEW is in the weird sort of situation they found themselves. And obviously, I'm not, I don't want to put any pressure on the man because what he's doing is more important. But whenever John Moxley is able to return, they are in a unique position where they can double turn a tag team group. No one's going to boo John Moxley. And if you put Eddie Kingston and him talking more about his story out there, no one's going to boo Eddie Kingston. But people have already started booing CM Punk. And people can easily boo Brian Danielson once he starts hamming that up. We're looking easily towards a John Moxley-Eddie Kingston face group versus Punk and Danielson in a tag team heel group. And I cannot fucking wait for it.
1: I think that could be the start because I think it's very much of I think it's very well known that Punk and Danielson wanna face the Bucks
0: mm-hmm.
1: down the line. And I think, you know, based off the main event, we're starting to sway a different way with the Bucs. Uh, I think, you know, if that was all to work out, because, oh, God, imagine Danielson's style if he was a heel. It would just be even more brutal, which would be amazing. And, you know, CM Punk is one of the best heels I've ever seen. You know, he just loves being a heel. So whew, that could work really well. Um, and just the the idea of babyface Bucks versus heel Danielson and heel Punk is like, who, who, That's a pay-per-view match. I don't need a title. I don't need anything in that. Just give me the match. Oh, yeah. oh man, wrestling man,
0: it's great. Ten man. Speaking of great wrestling, ten man. Hey, 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 don't lie to me. This wasn't bad though. I thought this was pretty good. I actually quite enjoyed this. <laughs> uh, the Inner Circle, of course, defeated American Top Team. Um, uh, Dan Lambert came out in a blue velvet tracksuit. This man is just playing Jim Cornette. That's all he's doing here, folks. Pretty I yeah. I am going to. Praise Dan Lambert here and say that. So wrestling? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. I'm going to. Well, I am mean, going to praise him for taking those bumps because a couple of those bumps looked pretty bad. Yeah. Um, He has taken this sort of like real life commentary heel character and just completely turned it into this cartoon man baby. <laughs> Whining like character,
1: he's literally Jim Cornette. Like that's his <laughs> entire gimmick.
0: Yeah, but he, but I'm saying he's taking the cartoon aspects of the man, uh, and and completely worked it. He was not getting very much heat before being commenting on real life. He was not getting, and and people were obviously getting upset by it, and people were still kind of upset now, obviously, and I get it. But he has now converted it completely into that cartoony character, which is completely working. Completely works for me. Completely works for the audience, obviously. This match was super over for the crowd. Um, I thought this was great. Um, Other other note, real quick notes, was Andre Arlotsky. One and done, man. I'm sorry, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if we're going to give you a call back. Junior dos Santos though. This man's got something. I think this man's yeah. got something. If he if he wants to do it, this man's got I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying, but like I'm I'm looking at this man and I'm being like he's got like a Goldberg thing about him. I don't know what it is, but there's like like picking up just manhandling Chris Jericho. When he was doing that vertical suplex, part of me thought he was gonna do a jackhammer. Like part legitimately I was like, this man's going to do a jackhammer. I think, um, I think he
1: definitely has something.
0: I mean, he was always.
1: I I'm not gonna say Arlovsky is like a bad athlete or anything. He has the most wins in like UFC heavyweight history, mm-hmm. but Junior Dos Santos was champion. Like yeah. Junior Dos Santos is, he's like you said, he's got something, and he's got something. This was his second match. Like he has a little advantage over Arlovsky, but Arlovsky, I've never seen as a guy that probably really cares too much about wrestling but like, also when the santos likes it
0: and also in that first match with junior dos santos he was good <laughs> like he yeah, was also he good at that match. i mean
1: you you pretty much made him wrestle with mostly jake hager in that first one so like which he, they which they did and the same was, thing and he wasn't here. bad yeah so. <laughs> a
0: lot of lots of plunder obviously in this match that sammy guevara it's my moment to shine. I mean, <laughs> uh, that that I wish high we spot. had like buttons to just play music at <laughs> the, all times. I would do it so many. Times. Um, it's my to shine. The that swanton off the top was insane, and the camera angle was great for it. Um, I liked. I liked. I enjoyed that all of the plunder was Minneapolis themed. Like, yeah,
1: that was funny. Just... I, I was happy because I think they probably noticed that, like people were like, "What makes it a Minneapolis street fight?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." yeah. Easy, easy this. Here you go. Here's some hockey sticks. Which, <laughs> a, by the way, here's a toaster. Here's like, a
0: bundt cake pan.
1: What's uh... <laughs> shivani started explaining like the creation of cake, and i was like dude shut up no i Uh, love that
0: i love that because jr was like how do you know all this stuff by the way what's that they had a a tough
1: night on commentary by the way i thought shivani and uh jr had a few
0: uh tough moments throughout the night uh but, but I, I this really was
1: actually very good by them.
0: <laughs> I really enjoyed that bit though with Tony Savani be like, hey hit him with the Bunt King and then starts explaining the invention of the Bunt Cake. And, <laughs> so here's the history of the Bunt Cake. <laughs> and JR is like, how do you know all this stuff, man? And, and Tony's like, I got a lot of experience of Bunt Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, the perfect dad joke. <laughs> just I loved it. Oh man. But what do you think of this match overall?
1: It was weird. Ooh. Sorry, big yawn. Yes, yeah, sorry, uh, I, I
0: caught you. I caught you at a yawn. Yeah, I apologize. I meant uh, to do that. Of course.
1: Was it a? I don't know how. Like it was fun. People did not like, like it on cage match. Well, that's because you know, people. I'm over in a circle. Like I'm very over in a circle. Mm-hmm. They just don't have any need to be around anymore. And I said this the other day to someone. The beauty of Chris Jericho for the past decade, right? Mm -hmm. Was that he'd do something really great for a couple months, a.k.a. Le Champion. And then he'd go away. And then he'd come back with something new. And then he'd go away. We never got the go away between Le Champion and now. We have not got it. Yeah. He misses like a week or two here, but we've never. No. Now it's just like very flat. And listen, I'm I mean, if I look at all of Chris Jericho's career, big fan, partial. Yeah. But right now, I do not care. I just I don't care about him.
0: Go away. Uh, the match was fine. The
1: match was fine. I thought Centeno Ortiz did really well. You know, with the weapons, they had a good time. By the way, maybe the most underutilized team in all of AEW. Mm-hmm. I just think you know they've been floundering since they debuted. Like they just they just let them go be the tag team please uh i mean saman guevara did crazy shit of course he did that's why he was here um i forgot he was tnt champion though until last night i saw him take the title off and i was like holy shit who knew um can't wait till he gets to defend well
0: not this week but, well, I guess we should bring uh, that up. I think that ha- like, I think that happened right before this. The street. No, it happens
1: after. Oh, it, it happens okay, after because he walks out. He walks out shirtless.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> ah, I was like, sorry. oh, couldn't couldn't find a shirt. Scotty Scotty clocked that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. I sure did. Um, Sammy Guevara pulling off the Jeff Hardy, you know, dive of faith and just hoping, you know, you don't die. Quality. Uh, Jake Hager didn't even remember he was in the match. <laughs> Shockingly. Uh, in the end, it was fun. The end yeah. was fun, of
0: course, with Jericho and Lambert.
1: It was fun. Like, yeah. it wasn't a great match, but it was fun.
0: It was a fun, entertaining match. It was It was it's sloppy it at times. It was sloppy at oh. times, but it was exactly what it needed to be, and I thought it, it achieved I didn't like, that. give it a
1: high rating or anything. I just had fun. Yeah. Uh, I had fun in a match that I did not care about because I was, oh, uh, the Punk and Kingston match, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I need to get to the main event in one piece. So this match, I'm just going to like calm myself down and kind of check out. But then Sammy Guevara is like, yeah, woo-hoo, yeah. And then just, you know, Sammy Guevara. A moment to <laughs> uh,
0: immediately following this match, uh, oh, Tony Schiavone is on, on uh, the stage. He announces it's
1: exactly, by the way, what I expected. That was the bad part. Yeah. Like the moment he started talking, I was like multi-champion. Okay. It's not going to be Bray because he's making a movie or whatever, and yeah. he only won in one promotion. He said multi-promotion. And I was like, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor.
0: It's pro- I, be- I was thinking to myself, this is probably Kenny K-I-N-G King, because he was in Impact and Ring of Honor, and he was the X-Division guy and the tag team and television guy.
1: See, I just thought of like the biggest name left in Ring of Honor.
0: Kenny <laughs> K-I-N-G King. King. uh yeah so tony shivani is out there on the uh stage he announces that they've signed a new person to aew and who walks out none other than Jay lethal to that to the black machismo uh oh, <laughs> to yeah. the music and his uh the lethal sign was also very like um thunder was thunder baby um uh, so yeah, Jay Lethal. Uh, seemingly signed to AEW. Obviously, as a member of Ring of Honor, he still has his contract to do. According to the media scrum, Tony not
1: be a final battle.
0: He, according to me, the media scrum, Tony Khan was like, he didn't tell me about doing the show about doing final battle. He can if he likes, but you didn't <laughs> tell me about it. And I was like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? I feel like you have to tell that. Assuming he's doing it. Um, so Jay Lethal, the first Ring of Honor name really to come out of there and start going somewhere and start getting signed. Um a lot of controversy surrounding Jay Lethal obviously it should be mentioned of course that he was a person that was named during the speaking out uh summer the summer of speaking out for lack of a better term there. He's he's, he's a name there for during the speaking out movement. Um you can look into the details someone went into it basically uh, there have been, uh, some people, some women have allegedly, one woman led, levied a bunch of complaints and saying she was uncomfortable around him based on an experience that she has seen and involved in. Um, and, uh, there was a seemingly an investigation done by the human resource team at Sinclair. They seemingly found nothing. There's was another is- issue with another female wrestler regarding Jay Lethal and, uh, where, that one seemed more like, you know, more personal, I guess. But in the same breath, uh, you know, investigations happened, didn't find anything. No charges were ever found. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just, those are the facts of the matter. No, no, no lawsuit was ever made toward anyone. It was just sort of brought up. And then that was, and then the investigation found nothing. So I'm not taking away from anything because those are real experiences of people. uh, So I don't want to devalue them in any capacity. But it feels like that is important to talk about. As uh, if you look at the replies of Jay Lethal's all elite tweet, um, thoughts on Jay Lethal combined with his wrestling acumen, his star power, his the Ring of Honorness. With oh, he has no
1: star power. (laughs)
0: he got got cheered he got some cheers
1: he did he did but i've never seen him as a star like i always remember him as the guy that thought he was too good for other promotions you know like he did minimal with new japan when they had that relationship he didn't do too much he didn't like go to japan much um we know he didn't sign with wwe uh, he went from TN, he went from Ring of Honor and TNA to back to Ring of Honor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: pretty much a Ring of Honor life. it feels like at times, like he feels like one of the. And does he really add anything to that roster that they don't already have? <sighs> the only thing is, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what.
0: I I the only thing that I I mean I I the thing the first thing that comes to my head uh and this uh, again I'm just saying this he is now probably like the most prominent African American wrestler on the roster right yeah that's true w- which you know we've been screaming from the hills that you know people have been screaming from the hills that like they need more representation in terms of African American wrestlers, um, the problem is is that they got this guy <laughs> that has all the yeah. issues surrounding him. You know, yeah. you had there's other people like a Gresham. There's other people. Um, the
1: one everyone wants is Gresham.
0: Yeah, the one everyone wants is Gresham. Which i feel I feel like Gresham might be Team Taz bound. I saw he's bringing a brand to Atlanta what's that
1: <laughs> he, has, he has a promotion coming to atlanta with baron black
0: it's like termiest or something is this a wrestling promotion or is this a yeah
1: it looks like it's gonna be all pure and whatnot
0: i'm there for it dude i saw baron black live at championship wrestling from atlanta and he looked great <laughs> he he had dude i, didn't, I thought you would have done this uh i'm looking this but up now i'll talk about lethal while you look at that
1: um Here's here's the thing with Jay Lethal. When there's smoke, there's usually a fire. And when I say that, that's, is great. that when that's, great. that's a great point. There's multiple accounts of people saying Jay Lethal, you know, did something. And I know this is all alleged, but at the end of the day, it's There was just other people assigned. There's other people to bring in. And now you set a precedent that, I don't know, maybe maybe you don't pay attention to the speaking out type stuff. And I know a lot of people were saying this is their attempt to see if they can bring in Marty Skrull. I don't think that is at all what they're doing.
0: I I really hope that's not what they're doing. If they if if they wanted to bring him in, they would have brought him in.
1: Yeah, they would have brought him in by now. Like I don't think they're trying to feel it out with Jay Lethal. I don't. I think it's a very different situation. I think this is Ring of Honor went out of business. Jay Lethal's the biggest name they have, and Jay Lethal, you know, went and got himself a contract. That's what I think this is. Uh. I just, you know, when I first saw it was lethal, I was like, "Oh well, this makes sense." You know, he's a big name. He's, you know, solid wrestler. He's not the best in the world. He's not the worst in the world. Uh He's a very solid wrestler. You know, he's a he's a Bobby Fish type. He is. He is. And I think he's, you know, probably a little bit better than Bobby Fish is now. Like I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But. He's definitely a Bobby Fish type of like, well, he's not really gonna, you know, go win titles, probably.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's it's another thing of, you know, Jeff, of any of everyone that is on the free agent list today and who is going to be on the free agent, free agent list in like February and stuff.
1: You want representation. There's a perfect representation in February that they are going to sign and he is going to be a main eventer in seconds like they're just saying but I'm I I do agree there needs to be more like yeah you know we gave WWE flack for decades right and WWE does a lot of things bad but what they've been doing is they have a lot of people representation on Biggie you know Bobby kofi bianca but you know i i understand and i definitely think you know adding more just not j lethal
0: it's just it's just, just he's J-lethal. got baggage he's got baggage he's and i get so it much baggage. look i get it the man is friends with the people in the company at the end of the day i would not be surprised of how much sway some of the evps have in that aspect you got. You can do the Black Machismo stuff. You can do the Ric Flair gimmick without having Ric Flair there. But have Jay Lethal be with uh, Andrade. That's fun. That's a funny bit where instead of it being Ric Flair with Andrade, it's Jay Lethal. That's fun, I guess. Um. Yeah, it's just of all the people, like I and, I, and I'll be perfectly blunt or not blunt. I'll be perfectly honest here. I. Did not know about the, these allegations of, of Jay Lethal. Like I, like when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, cool, Jay Lethal here! I'm excited to see what he can do." Yeah. I, and you know, maybe maybe that's something that obviously I need to be more aware of. Maybe it's mm. just the freaking volume of stuff that came out during Speaking yeah. Out that I Jay, Jay Lethal, lethal was just one that got, I missed.
1: His stuff kind of got pushed under the rug. A yeah,
0: but. Yeah, and and maybe that's something that's you know on me or just I I don't know. But legitimately, I don't know about this, and I'm reading about it this morning, and it's frustrating. Uh you know, of course, you know these are all allegations. It's all allegedly we don't know anything. And according to Sinclair, there was an investigation done and nothing was found. Yeah. And so who the hell knows? We who the hell knows if it's even true? You know, I. But they I, kept
1: him employed and not
0: and not Marty. Which is a great point,
1: Martin And don't get me wrong, Mart. What Marty did was terrible,
0: way worse, awful.
1: But I'm just saying,
0: well, why all of it, it's bad. I'm not gonna say way worse. All of it's bad. It's that.
1: all of it's terrible. But why did you keep him in...
0: like, you know, yeah, like that's also
1: my thing. Like, how is one worse than the other?
0: Yeah, it should be. A, it should be a black. They're and white all situation. terrible. It should be a black and white situation, not a gray. Situation. Like,
1: if you're gonna have a precedent to get rid of one,
0: yeah, get rid of them all and
1: wwe is to blame for that too they didn't do it AEW is to blame for that too justin roberts is still there he's part of speaking out but they got rid of jimmy havoc and good good thing they did i forgot jimmy havoc was signed there to be fair i just got reminded of this got rid of him like it's just back and forth at the end of the day i hope we can just you know it's never going to happen. Like these people are going to keep wrestling. These people are going to keep getting contracts. Clearly Jay Mm -hmm. lethal just got one, but it would be very nice to think that those that were affected in speaking out like the victims, Mm -hmm. you know, they could see the light and, you know, not have to worry about these people getting such high, high jobs in the business and have to see them, you know, and watch a, you know, they brought a lot of them probably love professional wrestling and this probably sours them a lot. So it's just, it's sad. And speaking of, it's never going away. And it shouldn't, in a sense that people should continue to be open. Um, and I understand if this soured a lot of people. I mm-hmm. do because, you know, it's, it sucks. It sucks that, uh, sucks that a lot of these, uh, wrestlers still, you know, Get these high, high jobs, and I'm sure because the lethal was in Ring of Honor, a lot of people just kind of
0: like forgot about it. Well, oh, I mean, <laughs> Ring of Honor has sort of been by the wayside for the past yeah. two years. Well, let's let's start talking about him. Let's keep the show rolling, and let's let's talk about something that was actually really good, and that was the AEW World Title match, of course, with Adam Page finally achieving the big old gold belt there by defeating Kenny Omega. One, two, three, middle of the ring. Um, Scotty, give me your thoughts.
1: There was so much emotion built into this match for me that no matter what, it was going to be a great match in my eyes. Like, they would have had to do something atrociously bad for it not to be. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I thought the closing 10 minutes were the best. 10 minutes. I thought the end of the match was legitimate perfection the way they did it. like I know people probably hate the little story stuff sometimes or the over but that's what wrestling is. I live for the story, baby. And this of just Hangman hey, getting ready for the buckshot, Kenny pretty much dead in the middle of the ring. He looks over to match Jackson and Match and goes do it. Hits the buckshot, Larry. One, two, three. Crowd erupts. Hangman Page, the AEW World Champion. A two-year-long build.
0: A three-year, I'll say, yeah, three over year. two yeah.
1: years, over two years, to build to this moment, mm-hmm. and every part of it was worth it. They delivered a very good match. They delivered the perfect moment. I thought the oh, man, the touch of the young buck stuff because they were they were there since the beginning like mm-hmm. they were part of this mm-hmm. they are uh, part of the story yeah these four were the ones that did the phone thing are they not
0: was Cody part of it i don't remember i think i don't remember i don't remember i know it's i, I don't remember if i maybe it was definitely
1: the bucks it's it was definitely the definitely bucks and page i don't it's either Cody or Omega they were in Japan so i feel like it had to be omega yeah either way either way that's not that's neither here nor there Actually, it probably wasn't uh, Omega because they didn't know if he was going yet or not. Yeah, at the time. So either way, but it was Bucks. You know, Hangman Bucks are two people that believed in Hangman Page. They're part of the reason he became part of Bullet Club. They are like it, it, it's all it all went together. Mm-hmm. And you know, when they walked out there, I think a lot of people like you know they're actually out there for Hang. They're not out there for Omega, and they, uh, I forget who said it on Nats team, but like, you know, they wouldn't go out there for his title match the first time when he faced Jericho. They said no. They were out there for his other one, his second one, when he won it. If this is the start of a Young Bucks turn, I don't know. I think people want to cheer the Young Bucks. I really do. Uh, I think they were great heels. Mm -hmm. But I think if they want to, they can turn them. That's neither here nor there. Great moment, great match. Dark Order coming up to celebrate. They give him the beer. He throws and hugs them like that was just
0: amazing. Yeah, I I personally I wanted this match to be more of like you know like the G one match of. Them going back and forth having a classic and I don't and I'm not and I don't think this match was a any sort of wrestling classic as it were but because what this match was the story of what this has always been has been the story of mm-hmm. doing his best to come up against them and Kenny Omega just playing with him playing with his food a little bit there uh, and then going for it. And then doing the story beats of having the young bucks come down, beating up Don Callis, or you know Adam Page should say beating up Don Callis. Then the young bucks come down, and where do the young bucks go? The first thing they go to is Hangman Adam Page's corner. They they walk directly to where his corner was, um, going go going back to where where they were. And then obviously they do the uh, Omega Abushi stuff with uh, Nick Jackson just staring at Adam Page. Um, and then they do a similar thing of Matt Jackson who gives the head nod, who's sort of uh, honoring what Adam gave it to him. You know, this doesn't mean they're going to turn necessarily, of course. You know, it, but it's definitely like if they wanted to, they have the seed right. there. I feel the seed, if anything, is a seed Between towards Omega, towards Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that's well I think. I've
1: been thinking that's where they're going. Yeah, I've been thinking you turn Omega baby faced, uh, because I feel like Omega's already cheered enough that it wouldn't be a difficult thing. You know, you bring in Kevin Steen, you have well, he's going to get Bucks.
0: cheered. You know, he's going to get cheered. Adam Cole's already yeah. getting cheered. Yeah, so like there would be the cool heels. That's what they would be. Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking they're going to be the they should be the baby faces, and then we put Doc Gallows and Carl with with Gross. Kenny. Well, you know. <laughs> they put them of Kenny. May- I, I, you got to give you got to give Kenny a fourth though. I, here's
1: my difficulty. Like I've been thinking maybe they want...
0: Cody, maybe a heel Cody.
1: <laughs> I've been thinking I don't know if they want Omega baby face or heel really.
0: Uh, I, because yeah, Adam Cole gets cheered, but at the very least I think he's done for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, he doesn't need to wrestle the rest of the year. I think he Will be better off taking some time off Mm -hmm. because you know we know he had injuries and nagging injuries, and he's kind of in like that Okada state now. That Okada was at the beginning of the year of like, yeah, he has this terrible injury, but he's gonna keep going. Yeah, Uh, I just he's gonna lose his Triple A belt soon, and then he can you know take off the rest of his time.
0: Ooh, yeah,
1: he has that Vikingo batch in two weeks. Yeah, he's
0: gonna he's gonna and they put actually put in the main event, which you know is shocking for Table wait, wait, really? They put him in the main event? Yeah. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent Kenny Omega's losing that title. One hundred percent. Well, I think Kenny
1: it. I think Kenny's ready to just Take a break. Take a couple months. Just he's earned it. And AEW this is crazy to think that, you know, all all these years later, they'll be fine without Kenny Omega for a little bit. They will be perfectly fine. They have Hangman to lead the charge and I mean we've been talking about it this whole show I mean I know talking about the lethal stuff kind of brought down the mood a little bit but they got they got it, they got it
0: they got yeah the roster this moment is way more important than the match
1: the moment probably like added storage to my braiding without a doubt cuz like the match was fine
0: but... and and also <laughs> to be fair though uh the match I, 'cause that's I was thinking the about story it. Baby. this match could easily be my first the first thought whenever I see something like this is maybe they're saving it for a second match. you know that's always a possibility conversely, this quote unquote second match can just be the Brian Danielson match and have mm-hmm. that be the work rate classic for Adam yep. Page because as we've seen with Brian Danielson versus you know. Nick Eddie, Jackson, Nick Nick Jackson, Anthony Bowens, Eddie Kingston. He can help elevate even some. I mean, a lot of a lot of these guys he's facing are really great. But even Anthony Bowens, you know, someone that is like you know not really known as like a work great and like kind of great guy, and bring it up to like a really solid match. Yeah. Brian Brian Danielson can raise Adam Page and be a great first defense for Adam Page. And that match is going to be freaking great. I think I, I think Miro makes sense as like the, the I think it was like like the, the Kenta the Kenta uh defense where Naito wins the titles and then Kenta defense, uh, challenges him right after that. That'd be fine. But that's New Japan booking. We're an AEW booking, baby. Uh they're wanna have wrestling on on their screens. And a you want Adam Page to look like you know, look like a goddamn star, he should win that match and be Brian. I still Damerson. think Mox would have won. I also think Mox would have won. I think I think the ideal thing would have been Mox winning and then losing to Page. But I think having Daniels in challenge now and having that maybe I don't know if it's gonna be the first match. I think there's potential that he could lose, honestly. Adam Page could lose. Um I think I don't think it's every
1: match there'll be a chance. like you'll have that like sort yeah. of doubt that he's a man will lose yeah he is Naito at the end of the day Naito is the perfect I think that was the example everyone used in terms of will they be too late and you know Tony Khan has rarely been too late on anything if anything so I I was never really too worried and I thought you know the, the video that they had before Paige's entrance was really great you know he's going down the long road of failures Mm-hmm. to get to this match i thought that was just you know people might have found it cheesy i thought it was great uh and then you know omega just has this superstar entrance of like the dominant champion but i think what i like so much about the match itself before we you know talk about battle in the valley for like 15 minutes because there wasn't too it wasn't like that big of a show or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the way the match was built of, you know, Kenny's hitting Hangman with everything, but Hangman just has an answer for everything. It wasn't Kenny, you know, Kenny was just getting outdone, outworked by Hangman Page. Hangman Page had the answers. Hangman Page did his work for this match, and at the end of the day,
0: he walked out as champion.
1: He didn't kick out of the one-winged angel, like like we expected, he would. Instead, so. Kenny
0: Omega was the one kicking out
1: of the one wing. Yes, grizzled. yes, which is fine because you know, Kenny Omega doing it has more power, of course, because that's how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always think about that when people like hit other people's finishers. and are like, oh, well, you know, the other one, he he, he doesn't he does it with more something, more, yeah, jazz, more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm happy they didn't waste the kick out. No offense to him, man.
0: I just think. Because you, because you, I, I, they don't need it. It goes more to the credence of they're saving it for another match. They're saving it for another match. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think Adam Page should ever kick it out. I pitched in the preview that he should do the Okada grab the ropes gimmick. Um, I
1: thought that would be a good moment. Yeah, but, but
0: like I def- definitely, definitely feel like it. we're going to a second match at some point. It's just a matter of when. Uh, it's just yeah. a matter of if and when.
1: Yeah, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, if you want Danielson heel, crown him. <laughs> if you really want him heel, I wouldn't do it, but you could do that if you really want him to. I mean, Planet's Champion was one of my favorite runs WWE's had over like the last decade because Brian's just, you know, brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, Hangman, good for him. What's... Can't wait! Can't wait for the hometown reaction on uh, Wednesday night. Oh, Tomohiro Ishii, baby, he's uh he's gonna be on AW Dynamite.
0: Yeah, baby. Oh yeah, they also Orange Cassidy. <laughs> if you if four years ago, no, <laughs> imagine four years ago being like, hey, Orange Cassidy and Tomohiro Ishii are going to be not only teaming against each other, but in the same chaos faction.
1: Yeah, and they're going to be teaming against these guys named The Butcher and The Blade.
0: <laughs> the Did butcher. you see
1: that The Butcher like took the week off from his tour just so he could wrestle Ishii?
0: Perfect. I would do it. it was, I would do that. It's his,
1: dream, it's his dream match.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't do it. That sounds like it hurts. But I don't care. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's move on to New Japan Battle in the Valley. I was a super long review of full gear, but obviously we was really enjoyed it. They only have four of these suckers a year. So, I mean, I think we got to indulge ourselves a little bit. There's a reason they only have
1: four. It's because they're so freaking long. Oh, my God. I was like, oh,
0: I'm so tired. (laughs) Let's talk about New Japan Battle of Valley. Of course, this show out of San Jose, California, um, was originally scheduled to be alone this night, only going up against uh, the Nick Gage Invitational, which, of course, congratulations to Alex Colon winning that one. Um, but uh, obviously they had to fight against Full Gear and have that tough battle. So let's start off just real quickly. We're going to start off the top of uh, Josh Alexander versus Yuya. How, you have not seen this entire show, have you? No, I watched the last four matches. Alright, I watched everything except the 10-man, so we'll skip that one.
1: Because I, I, I was dumb, right? And I said to myself, you know what? Instead of waking up and just watching them before. I'm gonna watch the last four matches live. Yeah. What an idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know, I don't blame you. It was an attempt at the very least. We start off the show with Josh Alexander versus Yuya Uamora. Um I thought this was a good match. Uh very match would be good. Very classic opening like young lion match where it's just like this is good. Josh Alexander going out there having a good show with Yuya Uamora. I thought you uh, you uh It's not I don't know if he's necessarily getting better but he's getting like more refined if that makes yeah. sense we're we're make, get we're building upon what's already there to make it even better and I think that's ultimately what these excursions are about He's a future star. I think he yeah, I think he has something there. I think he definitely has something there. And Josh him Alexander and Ren,
1: Him and Ren Narita Whew. Oh
0: yeah. Ren definitely. Ren Narita Ren Narita's got it. But no, I'm not going to go too much into these first couple matches as well, just because there's not, I mean, the bigger stuff happens later in the show when full gear was over and they were like, do all this stuff now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought this match was good. Uh, you know, good showing out of you. You know, if this man, if you want to see how you is doing here in the LA dojo, you know, watch this match. Otherwise it's okay. Stray dog army, Bateman and Mysterio. So defeating the team of Brody King and Chris Dickinson, Uh, This match, obviously, the big news thing come out of this, Scotty, uh, was that Chris Dickinson got injured during the finish of the match. He goes for like a frog splash off the top rope, lands on his knee or something in a weird angle. It's hard to see because of the camera. But basically, he immediately comes up, clutching his hamstring, tries to stand up, can't, falls back down. Brody King does a spot, and we come back in. Literally, Bateman is pinning him on the third pinfall count, um, and just Jesus and and just awesome. ends the match there. It's I don't know what happens. Chris Dickinson hasn't commented in regards of what the issue is. I imagine he's nah, still he trying just to figure said, it
1: like, out. He needed prayers.
0: Yeah, it looked it looks like, bad. That worried me. It looks bad. Um, Chris Dickinson could be out if it's a hamstring tear or anything. Oof. he's gonna be out for a while. Many days. Uh, otherwise, this match was good. You know, a good solid match.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like how the way you finish it off all the time. It's like, yeah, you know,
0: it's uh, fine. Otherwise, it's you know, fine. You, know, you don't really need to watch it. No, no, you don't. I mean, you. I wouldn't watch. it. I probably yeah. never will. <laughs> and
1: that's if okay. I, if I didn't watch it now, I, I watched will... I watch Josh and you. Though I'm actually a little interested to see how you did.
0: Yeah, this match was like totally fine. I would say like watch it just if you if you're interested in seeing what happened with Chris Dickinson, but no, no big deal. I think this match was totally, totally fine to good 10 uh, men tag match. I did not see it, but it was just reports. I saw that people really thought that Fred Rosser and Tom Lawler were outstanding in this match. So good on them. Um, I know Fred Rosser shaves his head. Oh, yeah. I saw well, a bald picture of him. I was like, wow. I think Look. I think he well because he lost the he did a hair match I think with Lawler. Oh, did he? Yes, I didn't know that. he did a hair match. He was yeah, good with the bald. That was the bit where uh, Tom Lawler like shaped, cut off Fred Ross's hair and then ate it. <laughs> yeah, that's a real bit. That's a real... Oh my god, I, I, I love me, I love me, I love me some Team Filthy. I love me Team Filthy. They're outstanding. They're so good. I love them. Um, tag team match: Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks ta- defeating the team of Jeff Cobb and TJP. Here, uh, another good match. You didn't watch this match because it was the fifth match.
1: No, I, I jumped in when it was going on, and I was like, "Nah, I'm just gonna wait till it's over." I thought this match was 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 pretty
0: pretty good. Um, How is TJP fitting in United Empire? He's fine. He's fine. He's like he's the little stinker of the group, you know. That's the uh, story of the career. TJP He's the (laughs) little fine. Well, no, I think I think TJP is good. I don't think he's a bad wrestler. I think he's a pretty good wrestler, and I think he fits well. He's (laughs) fine. I am more concerned. I don't
1: don't say about Jeff Cobb.
0: No, man, I'm not Carl Hendricks. Carl Fredericks. I'm. I'm um, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, man. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm like selling. I'm selling not all of my stock, but some of my stock on Carl Fredericks.
1: I like. Car- uh, I like Clark Connors. I think he's. Uh, I like Clark Connors. Pretty solid. Carl Fredericks, though. It's a no for me, dog.
0: It's not necessarily a no for me. It's just like, I
1: don't. You just said you were selling all your stock.
0: I, think I specifically no. said not all of my stock, but some of my stock. I'm selling a car. I'm not completely out on him. how much did you have to buy it? Uh, I didn't buy a lot, did you, but did you really think you're going to make money from it? Maybe, man. I don't know. He had a
1: good look. I I don't. I find these L.A. dojo uh, trainees to be very weird. Like I don't know what their ceiling is. <laughs> I don't know if they're ever going to be Jay White. <laughs> No. I really don't no. I don't think they'll come close, no. and I guess that's probably what they want is like that to happen, but
0: I don't see it happening. I think they're good first class, and then hopefully the second class is like like, oh man, this is what these guys can do, and then it's like app serves as advertising for the dojo and then you, you know. I don't know, but I've seen two Carl Fredericks matches in the past week where I'm just like, I don't know, man. (laughs) I saw him. He had a match. I told you about it. The Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. He had a match against AC Mac. I don't know. I don't know. That's when the stock was starting to get sold, ladies and gentlemen. Sort of disappointing. Let's talk about the matches you've actually seen, Scotty. And that, of course, was Will Ospreay against Ren Narita seemingly never really confirmed or anything where will Osprey was like wanting to put the title on the line,
1: yeah, I wanted to put his fake belt on the line
0: um but of course uh according to cage match he did not I don't know if he ever got officialized or anything um but uh I have will to say something go ahead, I know like people hate will Osprey, which is fine
1: because like will Osprey was also you know his baggage is. Its own thing and mm-hmm. whatnot, but his song is a bop like his theme song. Love that thing. That was my random take. For, that's the only thing I wanted to put out there before getting into the match. I like his song,
0: that's great. <laughs> it's a great I don't song, know, but it's a good one. It's, it's a good one. It's a bop. It's a bop. He has like a baby face song, though, which is weird. Yeah, well. he's nowhere close to that. I think, uh, what do you think of this match?
1: Oh man, I think Red Reed is gonna be great. Like that was my big takeaway. Like he, he had no, need- he didn't have to go all out here. I mean, don't get me wrong, Osprey's a good dance partner for him. Yeah, uh, Osprey's definitely, you know, for some people, he's one of the absolute best in the world. Uh, I think, I think some matches he goes a little overboard, but some matches he does, he has really great matches. Like there's no denying that. And I thought this, you know, for a, a I don't know if Renderita is really a young lion anymore. <laughs> like, he's, he seems too... Uh, he seems too good to be considered a young lion anymore, but he doesn't have, like, gear to say he's otherwise yet, so... No,
0: but it feels like he's doing the Shibata gimmick. Of yeah, like just, which he's is just, why I'm he's like... He's just stay, sticking with the black trunks. I would love that. And I think he
1: has, the, I think he has a good look and everything. Uh, man, I... He just he works great in there, and with the sharpshooter, like modified, he had, like some sort of
0: submission that I. The sharpshooter. He had the octopus hold at one point. Yeah, stretch. yeah, that was great. The, sho- um, the Shibata call the end back of the there.
1: The there. To the end of the match, he had like a sharpshooter or something that was really great.
0: Oh, uh, Texas Cloverly. You have oh, the Texas.
1: Ah, Sorry, yeah, I could not remember. I was. Mm-hmm. It was like you know. 12 30 a.m by the this time i was i was i was if yeah, yeah. i remember most of my notes in my head i'm gonna be lucky but gr- really really good match narita going to be so good for new japan and uh osprey's hidden blade
0: still scares the shit out of me
1: <laughs> every time he hits it i'm like i don't know if you're actually gonna kill him or not but
0: whew, I'm i more- believe it I'm more scared of that <laughs> hook kick. That hook kick, Rennerita yeah, hook got kicked good. by that hook kick, and his his body dropped, and that was terrifying. Yeah, we,
1: Osprey don't hold back.
0: This match is very good. I thought, you know, very reminiscent, in in, in some ways, to the Bester Super Juniors match. Will Osprey, he is an outstanding dance partner in the sense of he has the Kenny Omega ness. I'm just going to bring it up as Kenny Omega because it's the first person I can bring it up. Uh, of uh he is okay giving his opponent a bunch of shine to make him look good. Mm-hmm. And and you know for Kenny Omega obviously he's putting his career on the line doing that with Alan Angels and Will Ospreay is doing <laughs> the same with Ren Narita but Don't it you makes ever
1: put Ren Narita and Alan Angels in the same conversation.
0: <laughs> it makes both guys ultimately look yeah. better by going what feels like the distance with the champion. It's like, oh man, yeah. this guy can have it, actually have it. So I thought it was an outstanding match. I thought Rennery looked look great. I thought Will Ospreay was very solid. A lot of Shibata very callbacks. Will very Will Ospreay. Very healed Will Ospreay here. Uh, so good on them, I feel. Next up, of course, was Match of the Night. Moose defeating
1: time, Juice. Time, time. Time, time. Did you say Match of the Night? And then proceeded to say, "Moose (laughs) versus Juice." Moose, Juice, Moose, Juice. It was not the match of the night. No, No, it was not. not. No, but uh, it was good. It was a lot better than I expected.
0: It was good. There was a couple, the couple botches there with the that that. It felt like Moose landed on his head on a Spanish fly. Terrifying. Like I don't even,
1: li- I don't even like moose, but this co- it comes down to someone's health, and I uh, instantly like, holy shit! I hope he's okay. Like that was terrifying. Yeah. I mean, he was able to land like, you yeah, know, low and- more on his back than anything. So I was like, okay, he's fine. Yeah, uh, people forget that you know, back in the day, Juice Robinson used to be a great G one wrestler, it was one of the fun stories to follow. Mm-hmm. Now he's just kind of there.
0: Well, what's ultimately the issue? I think with. Uh, is he leaving New Japan? Well, I don't. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, I, I think he was like, yeah, this place sucks. Ultimately, the issue with with Juice is Juice. He's is, on the loose. He's all, he, not only is he on the loose, but he is someone that his entire thing is crowd connection, mm. and being in Japan made it hard on him because and hard. For his character and stuff Because he didn't have that crown connection Really anymore He just had, you know, just cheering and stuff And it didn't really work too well And then he comes to America And as soon as he comes to America He has a couple good matches and whatnot. Um But then it, Like a couple months later There's the report that like It's like, there's a bunch of speculation Not really a report, just a bunch of speculation That like, maybe I want to leave New Japan And go to WWE, NXT and all that stuff which then, if you recall from that L.A. Coliseum show, people just did not give a crap about Juice. As we said it, like people just didn't seem to care at all about Juice, and people were, I yeah. think, booing him even. Um, and he was the face in the match. I think that was the, I think it was Jay White versus Juice or something maybe. Yeah. Yes. Um, where now, Oof. like it's now, now it's not only that he has no crowd connection. He is He started getting negative crowd reaction. Um and it kinda turned around here, but it's against moose ultimately, so Juice. After the match. <laughs> I imagine that's all you want to talk about it. After the match, of course. Uh what's his new name? He's got a new name, right? Well, it's his old name, Jonah Rock. Jonah Rock comes out. I remember he I think he was going by like like Jonah. Like, just Jonah, <laughs> yeah. Jonah Rock comes out.
1: The former Bronson Reed, for those who don't know. I I don't want to just keep tossing out Jonah Rock and not tell you who he is.
0: That's a good point. Because
1: like, if you didn't watch the show or know of him beforehand, you'd be like, who? Yeah. Who the hell is Jonah Rock?
0: Jonah Rock comes out. He sizes up Impact World Champion Moose. Moose. But instead decides to beat down Juice. Um uh, giving him a couple centons. David Finley tries to make the save but Ultimately fails Jonah Rock gets on the Microphone and says that Jonah is here he's officially Joining New Japan I do think it's interesting that he's Joining New Just Japan Jonah. What's that he only going by Jonah I have no clue <laughs> I don't know we'll find out I guess But all I know is that he is Seemingly with New Japan Now he's signed with New Japan Um And on Good top fit. of that it's interesting to me that he was involved with the quote unquote impact match based Mm -hmm. off of those reports that he was the, he was going to be at bound for glory. Uh, but then of course, uh, visa issues stopped that. Um, so who knows, maybe, maybe, you know, he's going to new Japan, but he's going to be on impact moving forward. And, Sort of feuding of Moose and Juice and Finley. Well, you know what they say. And Foose would be, would Bring, be David bringing
1: in big, meaty men to slap meats. Always a good, always a good idea. Yeah. I think uh, I think he's going to be a good fit.
0: Yes, I agree. I think he'd be a real good fit. Um, I think he. I would. I just want to see. I just want to see him wrestle, man. I just want to see these people wrestle. At the end of the day. Yeah, I mean,
1: he has some good matches in NXT in the NXT dying days. Mm -hmm. uh he was always very solid he has a great splash from the top
0: when you know way bear yeah yeah
1: that was he always was really good at that
0: yeah he's 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 a very i think he's a solid get for new japan i think he's a solid get for new japan strong uh i think you know you know have him on new japan strong that'd make him look real good um you know, I, I'm interested to see. And he, obviously, he's playing heel here now as well. So that's also very interesting to see mm-hmm. and where that will go and how that will unfold. Um, Speaking
1: of solid gets from New Japan for New Japan Strong,
0: Buddy Matthews. Huh? Yeah, baby. Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews losing effort to Kazuchiko Okada, but what a match indeed. Oh, I enjoyed
1: this a lot. I was expecting to enjoy it, to be fair. Like, I, you know, a lot of people like to make the comparison of buddy Murphy and Kenny Omega. And I think it's different. I think Kenny Omega is a very different wrestler in some ways than buddy, but you know, they have the knee strikes. So Mm -hmm. people are instantly like, Oh, same guy, Mm -hmm. Uh, but also Okada's in the ring. (laughs) Yes. That also enhanced it a lot. Uh, I thought this was really good. I mean, Someone made a point of like this was, you know, kinda like Okada's best hits, but Okada's best hits are better than like everything else. <laughs> they're Okada's they're
0: Okada's best hits, but they're all home runs. So do we really yeah. need to complain about that? And like
1: he He gave a lot to Murphy, I thought. I thought Murphy worked great right as a heel. You know, I love the spot when they he was just hitting elbows on Okada yeah. and I was like I was like, are they gonna are they gonna end the match? Yeah, that <laughs> like, was great. Actually, I was like, uh, "Is is are they gonna give Buddy Matthews a win, or is it kind of hurt?" Like they got, they actually got me. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you know, in the end, Rainmaker lol, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> but it took. But I felt like it took a lot to bring down someone like a Buddy Matthews. Like I, we don't know where Buddy is in. Like you know, New Japan should be his home. New Japan, I think it is. I think he has signed the contract of New Japan. Okay, uh, I think I'm not. Don't quote me. I hope me on he that. goes to Japan. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where he's going to fit in terms of the heavyweight versus junior heavyweight division. But man, oh, right now oh, he
1: missed best of the super juniors. So yeah, well,
0: but I think heavyweight for now. <laughs> let's put let's put Buddy Matthews in the junior division and let him just soar there, and then we can do maybe a-, a
1: Shingo type thing,
0: maybe. Maybe or
1: Osprey. Maybe that's a better comparison.
0: I, I got a lot of Ospreyisms from him, especially the fact that his first like big match was against Okada here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think back to that Rev Pro, um, hmm. Okada Osprey match, and I, there's just that vibe I get from it from this match that I could see him, you know, being. You know, one of the new juniors of chaos. Honestly, I mean, yeah. you you can consider the newest junior of chaos is Orange Cassidy, Um but I I think Buddy Matthews would be would be pretty good in that group as well. Cassidy, I liked uh,
1: Buddy Matthews' promo before the match of like, you know, I made my name by going at the big dog, and now I'm gonna make my name in my first match against the Rainmaker. And I was like, you know. Well done, well done, man. I don't know how you got a match with Okada first shot, but oh, clearly New Japan see something in you if you're able to get that. Like I don't, I think people should not take that lightly. Like yeah. them giving him Okada in his debut match, mm-hmm. they pro- definitely see big things. And not only did they do that, but he brought Okada to the limit. Like Okada had to bring out the landslide, and like drop, he had to bring out the whole And well, that drop kick is just. Don't ever not.
0: Take but but we're, but we're talking system. spinning tombstones, like. Yeah. And you see that that like that boot mark on Okada's side yeah. of his head.
1: They had a great. They had a really good match. Like yeah. I would love to see them in a bigger setting because I'm sure you get more Okada if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, I think... he wasn't on autopilot either, which was great. Yes, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like that whatsoever. It felt like... It felt like almost like the Suzuki Danielson match where it's like it's it starts that way and then as the match goes on, it's like, oh, no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start pulling off yeah. these great moves. That's a good call. Uh, and that was... Yeah, I, I, think, I think an Osprey situation... That's how I see it right now. It's an Osprey sort of guy. I mean, he's not going to get taller, so there's the potential, like, Kashida <laughs> issue of, like, just staying... Just staying in the junior division, but look—if he stays in the junior division, I mean. Yeah, but Zack Saber Junior is a heavyweight. How tall is How tall is Zack Saber Junior? I don't know, but he looks like he's string bean sometimes. <laughs> looks, so hey like, man, that, he's been bulking up lately. He has
1: been. He has been.
0: And he's also great, so like I'm not taking a shot at him. Zack Saber Junior is six foot one ninety eight, according to Cage Match. What's Buddy Five, eight, five Buddy Buddy is Buddy is five, buddy is five, five ten. Five ten two oh five. He can be a heavyweight, but I I almost want him to be in the junior heavyweight though, just because they I, need him more there. Actually, <laughs> they need they need him more there, and also um, him versus Hiromu. him versus Romo, him versus Despie, him versus Eagles. Like go down the line, him versus you know, the Show, him versus play. Show though, Ooh, and, that's show. and that's it, and that's <laughs> it. No, that's the entire division. Him and Despy. It's a nice. callback to last week. Yeah. Just thought
1: Just thought about uh, how Buddy Murphy versus Will Ospreay would probably break the internet. So <laughs> so that will probably happen eventually. But I'm just really happy for Buddy Matthews. Yeah. I, I always liked his work in WWE. Um, he has those great matches with, with uh, Mustafa Ali. From two oh five live of all places, like they just went all out. Mm -hmm. Ah, stuff about Lee and anywhere else besides WWE would be amazing, Mm -hmm. by the way. But yeah, good for him. I New Japan should be his home long term.
0: Completely agree. Like
1: I know a lot of people want him to go to AW, but New Japan, like he's a wrestler's wrestler. He's not a he's not as much he doesn't do the mic stuff as much. He can. I think he fits New Japan
0: better right now. I think I think New Japan would be the next if you if he eventually wants to get an AEW. I think New Japan is the next step for him. Mm -hmm. Granted, Buddy is thirty three, so you know that's gonna be you don't have a lot of time. But you know, spend spend a couple years in New Japan, and you and then you can easily jump over to AEW if you so choose. Um, But I think I think you're right that New Japan is a better home. Post Uh, match. Post-match, of course, uh, Osprey comes out. Will Osprey comes out. The, the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I need to just point something out again,
1: which I felt after, you know, Shingo walked out and went in Okada's face. Mm-hmm. God, their titles look like little bitches. <laughs> like, I don't even think the new world title is ugly. I think it's a fine belt. Like, if you look at it, And there's nothing else to compare to it. It's a nice belt. Mm -hmm. But when you're standing across the ring from the belt, it looks just weak sauce. (laughs) Just weak. Just very weak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, But nonetheless, Will Osprey comes out. uh, He says that uh, because... Kazushika Okada won the G1 Climax, he can challenge the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, of course. Will Ospreay saying that is him. Uh, Okada says that he doesn't want to challenge Ospreay. Ospreay should challenge him. So Ospreay essentially does by saying, you know what, fine. At January 4th, you'll face Shingo, Shingo will face you. Whoever wins, you can find my ass January 5th in the Tokyo Dome and Okada's like see ya there bud These are <laughs> all these them. are all literal quotes by the way
1: Okada was so funny he like he got the crowd going Sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm top <popped> big oh, <laughs> fine, Okay
1: <laughs> So someone was like why is he cutting a better english promo than Osprey <laughs> Oh man I was like I thought Osprey did really good here actually I thought they both did really good here I liked what Okada said how, um, you know, he was going in about, you're going to challenge me. I thought that was great. Like, out of any, it makes Okada's, not I guess not his belt, but it kind of makes that belt feel like it actually means something. And he's really been doing that angle for some time now. Like, since he won the G1, he's been making, like, it seem people are challenging him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care and you know i just love this stuff between him and osprey it's good to see that new japan's starting to get their people back yeah um quick note just you know for the future of japan events uh stardom was able to get 700 something people inside corkin like Mm -hmm. it was a full it was a more full house than they've had in a long time Mm -hmm. so we're getting there, people. We are getting there. Wrestle Slowly Kingdom time. but surely. Wrestle Kingdom time. It should be, you know, almost there. Maybe they're re- going to be cheering by then. Uh, I just want to say, I think we're getting double Okada on... I think Shingo's going to be the odd man out, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I, I feel bad for Shingo. Because he does def- definitely feel like he is the odd man out in this situation. Of course, coming off of Battle in the Valley, it feels that way. Um, but... I don't know. It, it definitely has that weird thing of like there's not a lot of juice between Osprey Shingo Okada Shingo. It feels. I don't know. I feel bad I also for the just guy don't because he's. They
1: he, want to do Shingo Osprey again.
0: I know, but like the man put the company on his back all year because of all the situation. That's and why it, I feel bad. It feels bad, man, and it's like th- this whole situation. That Naito was like, I don't understand what's happening. Which, by the way, Naito caused all this nonsense to begin with. So what is he talking <laughs> that was
1: about? That's so funny.
0: <laughs> um, it's just like why I don't know. It's just. All I do feel all, New Japan's
1: getting better though. Again,
0: like they're starting to pick up a little bit steam, but I I'm confusing there's there's potential we're confusing that with steam towards Wrestle Kingdom. You know, and yes. it's like, you know, steam the road to WrestleMania. It's like, well, WWE's not necessarily getting hotter. They're just doing more work to they're make caring. sure it's better. They're starting they're putting a little care into it. Yeah, But it just I, feels like I, I, the reason I never like these like fake world title nonsense stuff mm. is because someone always doesn't comes out, not looking that great. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no way to make everyone look good. And I don't, I, I'm worried about Shingo. I'm, I don't think he's going to like lose anything or anything besides his title. Um, but I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad for Shingo.
1: Well, Okada might be holding three belts at the end of Wrestling Kingdom.
0: So. I, hope, I hope he wins the IWGP World Heavyweight title, and then he comes out with both of them on January 5th, and then he leaves January 5th with the other one, and then Brian Danielson comes out for the 8th, and then Brian Danielson takes it all, unifies the- all the titles, so he's the IWGP World's heavyweight championship champion okay well that's probably not gonna happen but
1: i think that january 8th shows just gonna be a uh bigger new year dash <laughs> like that's that's the feeling i'm getting the more as we get closer like they okay they got their two main events awesome yeah. probably double okada and i've been saying i think going back to okada has been the smart move like i thought you know you you gotta do a reset of sorts. You gotta get the most trustworthy name back up there. Mm-hmm. Man, sucks for Shingo. <laughs> it sucks for Shingo. I think Shingo should have been that second night, honestly. I think Austin yeah. Okada should have been night one.
0: I agree. I agree. I mean, Shingo's the guy that the company is recognizing as the current real world champion, so why is he on night one? Against... I think it's just because it's January 4th, and that's what the that's contract the day, is. Yeah. So I think that's it just sucks. It just sucks for Shingo, and I'm not. I don't know how I feel about that. But nonetheless, that was Battle in the Valley. Uh, no, decent show. I, I think a decent you show you that was hurt.
1: the main event.
0: Oh shit! I did miss the main event. Tell me here, Ishii. Team roll through it. <laughs> Tomohiro Ishii, defeating Jay White to become the new never open weight champion. Devastating. This is also a, a, a freaking job or one. <laughs> Oh my god i
1: guess going to stay with the gimmick even if he's had like multiple matches you
0: liked really you enjoyed. but did you like this match
1: i really enjoyed this match i thought it was actually great
0: so, yeah. yeah i this news also is coming off of that that weird ass fightful interview that jay white did where he's like mm-hmm. oh yeah i don't have that many years left in my contract but also i could be lying um and i don't the- think jay's going back to japan That's that's kind of where I'm going to is that with the title change here, I am concerned about Jay White coming back to Japan, the physical country. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it now anymore. Like now, I mean, yeah, he could still be there. It's just a title, so who cares? But it's like, you know, when you're the champion, it's like, oh, we're going to defend it. It's felt like, I don't know. It felt like we'll bring Okada over to do the thing of Will Ospreay, and then we'll bring Ishii over to get the title back, and then we'll have it for Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know. It, it... I don't know and what's up. Like, do not going like.
1: back for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Is he ever going back?
0: That is a great question. He's only 29, too. Like,
1: he is, if he was to become a free agent, he'd be the biggest free agent because, like, you're going to get another decade, at least, of him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Don't get me wrong. Danielson, massive free agent. Punk, massive free agent. But, you know, they have closer limits. Like, Jay White's still
0: about to enter his prime. Yeah. He's got he's like five years from his prime. Yeah. Like like the stereotypical prime. Right. Right. You know, like he he's this good now. Imagine what he's like in five years from now. Yeah. The Ten match was awesome, by the way. Match like, is really is. good. Match is really I, good.
1: I miss the Jay White style with someone physical. Like mm-hmm. the Jay White style with like who'd he Wrestle oh, Robbie Eagles was not great because no offense, it just it was a mesh of styles that didn't work for me. Sometimes it doesn't work. No, but like you, we see, we saw with Kota Ibushi this year. Well, oh, That feels so long ago now. We saw it at Wrestle Kingdom. I know that's like one of your five stars of like very few this year. Mm-hmm. Like that, Jay White's style with the right opponent works. Yeah, and I thought it worked great here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I just, um... I'm worried, though. I'm worried. I'm worried.
1: I'm worried because, like, Jay White and New Japan Strong
0: ain't the same. Well, dude, dude. Will Ospreay has been in this country, and have you... Doesn't Will Ospreay feel as cold as ever? He does. He does.
1: The only thing that Will Ospreay... I don't even know what he's done. I think he had a great match with Amazing Red, I read in like House of Glory
0: on Friday. We'll get to the plugs. We'll get to matches of the week in a minute.
1: (laughs) Oh, I haven't watched it yet, but if that's your match of the week, then I can't wait. Uh, But like, yeah, he's cold. And I think New Japan Strong has a great unit, has a great nucleus of talent. Mm -hmm. But I don't think like someone like a Jay White is doing what he, he doesn't care as much there because at the end of the day, Oh, he did in the Seishi match, and you know it's a big title match. But he's trained in the New Japan style of like, listen, these like house shows type things. I'm not going to, you know, go all out because I
0: don't need to. Yeah, these tapings I, where I have to do like three matches or whatever.
1: And I think in the U.S. is it's different. Like I feel like the U.S. fans expect that a lot more mm-hmm. out of matches. If that makes sense.
0: It's just like Sorry they're doing. Sorry if you hear my dog barking. No, yeah, no worries. Uh, it just feels like I don't know. It just feels like the new Japan style of wrestling matches don't work in like a one-hour period television show. No, yeah,
1: you gotta get heated up for it.
0: Yeah, it's it's about having this sort of mat, these matches. So having, you know, strong works because you're getting people paid and you're doing all this stuff and having a home for. This this talent, but at the end of the day, you know who's watching Strong, who's who's buying tickets to Strong, you know they, they're not selling out anywhere. I would if I could. And and but I should <laughs> I should say I should say uh voices of wrestling brought this up that and I think it's a completely fair point. They are New Japan Strong is selling and you know the new USA New Japan is selling as many tickets as GCW, which there and their point there is that. That's the difference between something that feels hot and cold. GCW feels like the hottest company, the wrestling in the United States right now, um, barring AEW. Whereas New Japan feels ice cold, but they're selling the same amount of tickets. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I what think is, it's what because what they're is doing bigger buildings. Who uh, New
1: uh, Japan? New Japan. Like GCW is doing buildings where it feels more
0: packed. I mean we'll we'll find out with Hammerstein. <laughs> Right. It's true. Which they've already started selling country. tickets.
1: Uh I had something to say. Oh, we're gonna do a matches of the week. Right. Never
0: mind. Okay, well. Do we have any other thoughts on Ishii J White? Good on Ishii. I, who is I gonna really challenge enjoyed now? that match. Like
1: that was probably my second favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. As a collective
0: two shows. Yeah. Yeah, this is oh. really good. This is really good. I, I think I enjoyed the Will Osprey when Ren Arena match a little bit more. I think that's, that's I fair.
1: Heard. That's fair. I have to rewatch it because I jumped in a couple minutes late. Mm-hmm.
0: But and you were honestly, it was it was like two in the morning for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. It deserves a real viewing. Like that's why I actually I put in a rating and then I took it out because I was like I need to see it. I actually watched all of J White and Ishii and then I fell immediately to sleep.
0: <laughs> like as soon as it ended, I was
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna name any for my match of the week. I'm not
0: naming any matches
1: from these two shows.
0: Yeah, neither am I. Neither am I. Well, let's talk about that now. Let's do some plugs match of the week. I, I Let me go get my mouse again. It died during that conversation, so it's now charging oh, in the other room. All right. So I have to go get that. So give us some plugs. Give us some matches. I'll give the, the week plugs. Here.
1: I'll give the match of the week when you get back, because I would like you to hear it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, all, right. all right. So plugs, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott E. Wrestling as always. You can check out my articles on lastwordonsports.com slash Pro Wrestling, Voices of Wrestling, uh, Fight Game Media, Daily DDT, you know. I, I write for a lot of places. You can check out my Joshi podcast, uh, Fight with Game Media's Patreon, and all that jazz. Match of the week. Out of all the matches I have seen this week, not including. Full gear and battle in the valley because we just talked for fucking
0: ever about both of them. Yeah, get apologies uh, for another long ass episode. Yeah, we
1: talked about one show for two hours and then added battle in the valley. Uh, <laughs> um, my match of the week is Matt Sidel, that was this week Matt Sidel and Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin and Leo Rush fucking love this match this was awesome like this is one of those tv matches that i was like this is actually gonna get a great rating for me because oh my god dante martin incredible mm-hmm. leo rush that man does things that no one else can do like his stop and go i love leo rush i always have uh and i'm just so happy he seems to be in a good i mean i know his grand was his grandmother that passed this week yes uh sending you know best wishes to him and I know that's you know that's a tough situation but as a wrestler he's in a good place and him and Dante Martin oh, just give me more we're getting more this week they're fighting uh aren't they fighting Team Task?
0: I can look that up no no they're
1: fighting the acclaimed they're
0: fighting <laughs> yes, the Acclaim, which is
1: which should be fun uh but Matt Seidel showed out and Lee Moriarty man this dude This dude, like at the end of the year, when we look at signings in like five years, this is this could be potentially their biggest signing of the year in terms of long term, long term, because he he's a main event player long term, like this guy is so good already. He he does he does need some seasoning still. Don't get me wrong. He, I don't think he know. I've never heard him cut a promo, so I really truly don't know if he can cut a promo. But in the ring already, and he's great. Learning from Matt Citadel, not bad.
0: Mm-hmm. We saw and what it then, does with Don, for Dante. Yeah, Quote and like kayfabe. Dante, Dante's
1: well. just fucking incredible, dude. Yeah. Like they are. Here is the rocket. They have strapped it to Dante Martin and I kinda love it because it's a slow build that feels fast because they're like going out of their way to feature him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I hope this Leo Rush story is told in full because I think it's it I think it's special for him and I think it's great for Leo being a mentor at the age of twenty seven. <laughs> People forget Leo Rush is very young.
0: Yeah, he's he he it feels like we've he's seen everything from him but he is still <laughs> not even 30 yet.
1: He's so good.
0: It feels like, like he's, he's been wrestling forever and he's 27.
1: I've, I've never seen
0: someone wrestle like Leo Rush. He's been wrestling like, since 2014.
1: Like the way he like 2014. Oh my god. He's been wrestling like, for
0: like since he was 19 practically.
1: Like the way he stops and goes in the ring yeah. at like full speed is incredible. And like he's not even like a high flyer. Like I think people don't I think people miss uh style him in a way. Like he's not a high flyer. He just does a little bit of everything right. Ah, love that match.
0: Um that match was outstanding. The match is outstanding and just a pivotal thing for the future. It was also said during the media scrum I should note that uh, uh according to Tony or De- or or Dante I don't know who said it uh, but there's currently no timetable on Darius's Darius oh, Martin's return
1: I I hope they end up doing Leo with top flight. Like, I hope they keep that. I hope it's not a he breaks away type thing. I hope, like, Mm -hmm. that's a faction type thing.
0: Yeah, Uh,
1: it's a good group. But Impact versus Dax was very close, too. I thought that was awesome.
0: I also like that, like, Leo's gone, so now everyone's trying to swoop in and be like, no, 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 come come over here, man. You're good. (laughs) Yeah, I I like like that Team
1: Taz asked him i think team taz i you know you, you and me have talked about this i thought lee moriarty was a potential name but i think lee's better as a baby face right now mm-hmm. um Jonathan i gresham. like your Jonathan give me, gresham give me, Jonathan, give me johnny give, gresh he, no offense to ricky starks but i feel like he would be their you know top like heavyweight challenger and you have starks and you know powerhouse i think they'd be a great tag team like I don't know why they haven't done that. Like to give them something to yeah. do. Yeah. And then there's Hook, you know, the real world challenge. The world the real world champion challenge.
0: Oh, you butchered at the end there. Yeah. Anyways, happens. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. You can follow the show obviously at Count Pod. Ring Post Radio Go streams live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter every single Sunday morning around nine thirty A. M. Eastern standard time, but of course it's a podcast and you can listen to everywhere you can get a podcast. So Apple podcasts, you know, Google play, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, we are there to be heard. I guess, uh, if you like the show, please leave a review. Consider subscribing as well. We greatly appreciate that. Um, and of course, leave a review, five star review on Apple podcasts would greatly help us out. And we would greatly love to hear your thoughts on the show. Maybe even shout it out as well um my match of the week was sort of alluded to already the house of glory amazing red versus will osprey match this match is outstanding it is very much same thing as like the Narita thing they talked about with best of super juniors it was amazing red and will osprey um going back and doing that um uh super j cup match that they had a couple years ago um and you know being as good but for different reasons i Amaz- mean uh osprey was a great heel here amazing red was a great baby here that sort of same thing of the mjf darby thing of like heel versus the underdog baby um very good the finish is wild Ooh, okay <laughs> i know you're gonna watch All the match but the finish is wild um and then of course uh I, I, you know it's not like there wasn't any titles or anything in the line I'm just gonna say it but they announced after the match that uh the next the na- next match for Amazing Red is him versus Malachi Black so that's gonna be very interesting um, Amazing
1: Red to do more than just House of Glory by
0: the way yeah man yeah man like, Do, he's, why, why are we not flying pioneer he's and... on the profile page for new japan why are we not flying him out to strong go go
1: fucking tell brian danielson to demand tony khan to put him on damn dynamite with him
0: put him on oh, i don't know i was gonna say it was like put him on the tnt challenge list for sammy guevara but at this rate it feels like anyone that's going through the forbidden door to challenge sammy guevara it's just to sign a contract <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think Amazing Red. Well, I mean, he could, but just give me Danielson, and Amazing Red. We're getting Danielson versus Ishii soon. I hope you know that. Oh, I can't wait.
0: I can't wait. but because definitely go your way. Danielson yelled
1: at him in the scrum. Oh yeah. We need to end the show because I need to go to work.
0: Yes. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah! You had a heart out at eleven forty-five. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. It's okay. I just have to be there at one. I'll just leave. Okay. Well, that's fine. Sorry about that, dude. We went super sure. long. I'll. I'll. We went super long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shit. it did but like i had such a good time i was like you know what i don't i'll just have i'll just get something i'm fine i'm fine
0: no worries just get like my, big, dog. my dog's telling me i have to stop no, you'll just get true. like sonic or something do you have sonics probably we used to there used to be a sonic down the road but now it's been it's been gone nothing for two years and now it's still there and
1: like... i was just a car wash no. Oh, fun. It fun. was a Sonic. It's funny because the building still does, looks like a Sonic. Of course. But it's a car wash. And it,
0: it's very funny. But you can still get the uh, pretzel sticks or whatever they got there. You still get that it's at the car wash. No. Anyways. <laughs> all <laughs> Anyways. right. Good, good show. Good Have show. A time. Have a good day, everybody. Have a good week in wrestling. We'll catch you all next week on Ring Post Radio. <music> this has been a Count Out Podcast.